Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, and it it's going to be good. It's fine. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Here we are. It's The Session. It's another Monday. The Session marks the Monday, uh, the start of the week. And I think maybe that's why people don't like us. Because hmm. we remind them that they have to go back to work. Or that they already were at work for a day. And they're, well, they're, oh, huh. Right, so we're not, it's only Monday. Maybe that's why they like us, is because they can come home and listen to us work. Well, you're assuming people like us. That's a big assumption. Yeah. That's another big... God, you guys are, are picking me apart. You Sorry. guys should be psychological people. I think we should just move it back to Sunday. <laughs> just move it back because, to Sunday. You know, yeah. The term Sunday session just rolls right up. Everyone so, likes so an alliteration. Easy. Well, when Justin dies. How do we know he's not? Good point. Right. I, I talked to him a little bit ago. Um, he's not too, feeling too well, so uh, I'm covering for him tonight, which is totally fine. I actually really like doing the show, and I like hanging out with everybody. And um, But when he dies, I'll move it to fucking Saturday. I don't care. I'll oh, move wow. it to whatever you guys want to do. Maybe get, not Saturday. That's stupid. No. Well, well not Friday either. How about Tuesday? <laughs> Does the Tuesday session roll off your tongue, Doc? Mm. <sighs> no, no. No. I'd do Saturday. Saturday session? Yeah. Well, uh, everybody can party with us. Oh, we get sorry, a lot more drunk calls, uh, right? How do I do you? Like oh, that? I guess, I yeah. I just want to be perfectly clear that I would not do a Saturday. <laughs> Why? What else are you doing? Anything. Come on. <laughs> Everything. Every, I'm doing all of the things. Uh, we'll give you Wednesdays off. Uh, we, can, we can roll your couch in there and... 
Maybe even a TV and you can just, just like in. any other Saturday. It'll be great. Actually, you can probably just call in to do the show somehow remotely. We'll set it up. It'll be great. Yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking of hard pass. <sighs> yeah. This time we all reach out for something new. Prince. Yeah. He gone. He gone. I, was I, know playing me, the song. I know me and Tasty are all broken up about it. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the world's biggest Prince fans, like everybody else seems to be right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the first time I got out of bed since Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it. Right. Yeah. Purple Ray. Ben was like, are you going to start being a super Prince fan like everybody else? I'm like, no. No, you don't need to start because you already were. It's true. I mean, right. the only I own a Prince album, and it is called The Very Best of Prince. Wow, so it's the best album to own. Uh, that's what I feel like. I feel like there's no need to own another Prince album if you have the very best. Right. It's the best. Everything else is like the sort of mediocre of Prince. Right. And Nobody that makes you that. the best fan, also, <laughs> I think. Right. It really does. Yeah. I think you're right, Warren. Right. I yeah. hate saying that, but I think you're correct. And it rolls off the tongue. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Warren is correct. Yeah. Very easy to say. <laughs> right. I was uh, w- uh, watching Blobber on Facebook, which, by the way, if you guys aren't fans of Blobber or uh, friends of Blobber on Facebook, <laughs> go be his friend because the guy's a nut bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's like... How do you find Blobber on Facebook? But he's funny and right. He's in the chat. Oh. He'll tell. I don't want to like, blow up his like personal page or anything. But he was like, oh, all you people who like Prince... You know, I can't, uh, I tried to, I don't understand it. I tried to listen to one of those uh, songs, the, the Purple Rain song, and it was awful. And I'm like, yeah, but awesome at the same exact time. It's not the best song in the entire universe, but it's eight and a half minutes of guitar solo. Yeah, I, I agree with his sentiment of if you're really going to mourn him on social media and in your life in general, you should at least be able to name five songs of his. Or ten songs or whatever versus Man. the majority of people making us think about it yeah. couldn't even do that. So I thought about that. I, I read that also, and I was like, I don't know if I can name ten songs by any artist, but I can. But only Brad Paisley and Queen. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying, Brad? Queen. <laughs> Um, you know, I used to agree with him, uh, not just specifically Blobber, but that point of view. Right. Where, like, you should really be a hardcore, like, like uh, it's the favorite restaurant that closes down, but nobody ever went to it until it was exactly. gone kind of right. thing. Oh, I always used to go there. So, yeah, you, like, so you can't weep unless you're a true fan. Yeah. yeah, but then I realized, like, even if this was your favorite song, Purple Rain, this is like the only song you've ever heard of Prince, but you had a real good time attached to it, and you never had plans to see him again. It's still someone who created a good memory for you, and so that sucks. Yeah, but uh, but I see your point, and like the I don't know in social media, I think we kind of like wax poetic over everything. Where right. people go, I love this. It's an article about separating your trash. You can't love it. It's not. It's not that important. So we we are using terms right. very oddly as a society these days from social media. But um, I don't know. With Prince, I give people a pass. Who cares? Be be yeah. sad. You slit your wrist because you can't hear Purple Rain again live. Like it doesn't matter to me. But uh, on the upside, if you are using Facebook as a meter, last Wednesday Prince was the only one who died compared to the hundred fifty thousand other people that usually die a day. Yeah, well, so that's a win. Prince didn't get me laid in high school, so yeah. or no, wait, everybody else didn't get me laid in high school. Prince did. Neither did Prince. Right? He did. I, let's be honest. Nothing he's got not, me laid in high school. He's not a miracle worker. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at it right here, Beth. That's oh. pretty much it's not in the roofie. Oh, that's what you told him. <laughs> Barf. 
You named your hand Prince. Right, your right hand was Prince. Yeah. Hand and, Prince. And Duke said I love you. Fingerprints. Yeah. I'll bring the royal family down on a motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> Prince and Duke, baby. Whatever. Well, I did see a post by Sully. You yeah. see that one where he, he, he showed the, uh, the the Stones concert from 81? Yeah. Right, the Prince opened for. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in, in L.A., and I was at it. I was you at said the, that, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> wow. I, asked, I think I... I I was going to message him. Did you see me there? <laughs> Not that we even knew each other back yeah. then. It'd be interesting to know the list of how many concerts both you and Sully were at mm-hmm. and didn't even know. In L.A.? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, probably I, a lot. I, th- right. I feel like neither of you would be hard to miss. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I mean, especially back in your like super party days. Yeah. But that was a big, big yeah. concert. Yeah, that's a big. But, you know, yeah, but we could have been big head, and, and he, actually, Doc could double for Prince. You, that's what you should be now. I could double for you Prince. You should yeah. be a Prince. Um, you know, like impersonator. A, a impersonator. But, yeah, but you okay. couldn't see Doc over half the crowd. <laughs> well, that's that's the whole thing. It's is, true. Um, you had to be there. Oh, yeah. you know, every time I see Mick and the boys, they look like somebody's shoulder blades. Because that's all I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, I'm down there on the on the, on the floor, and they're. You know, in the field, yeah. man, I can't just somebody tall like you in front of me. Yeah, every time. So, what do you do? Do you like try to worm your way to the front, or do you kind of just enjoy the music? I kind of kind of move around so I can get a get a view. Yeah, a little and bit. Make uh, of that big guy. Make friends with the big guy so I can get on his shoulders, like you know, when I'm chick. Give my hand take my yeah. top off. <laughs> right? Yeah, you show him your tits. Have you done that? Have you have you like had to get on someone's shoulder before? Oh, that was yeah, it lasted for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. You get people behind you booing and shit. Get down! Right. If I had, like, you know, awesome titties, yeah, then, yeah. then maybe it would be fine. Then, but. like, in between breaks, you turn around and just give everyone right. a view, yeah. and then yeah. go back to the yeah. thing. All right, I got you. Well, look, R.I.P. Prince, you oxycodone-eating <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that's too bad. I guess he had a hip problem or something. Well, that's how it starts. Well, he was yeah. 57. And he jumped around so? a lot. I read some I'm, article where... I'm 56. Start eating pills. How are, you, how are your hips? Yeah. Actually, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. You're fine. Yeah. Do some stretches. Uh, I read that uh, he was so prolific at the guitar, he like refused to play the guitar anymore and just focused on playing the piano because he wanted to get better at playing the piano. Hmm. That's Prince. Better at yeah. playing the piano. Like, I, I don't know. To me, that's uh, that's pretty incredible. Well, but I heard that some sometimes he didn't tell people that he was only playing piano, and so people would pay $400 or some ridiculous amount for tickets. Expecting mm-hmm. him to play all of his normal songs the way he normally played them, and like he shows up with a piano, like oh yeah, Prince and a piano or whatever right, it's called. Right. Yeah, well that's yeah. what happened when he came around last time, but I think he told everybody. Oh, um, but yeah, that would piss me off. But I so I've been wanting to see Prince for a few years now, but the tickets are you know over two hundred dollars, right? And I just didn't like him that much. I don't like him that much. I can't afford it. There's no good. Well, if you were a true Prince fan, if I was a true right. Prince fan, I would like eat SpaghettiOs for a month to afford it. But um, instead, you're just mourning them on Facebook. I'll just cry about it on Facebook. Well, yeah. see, I don't even have Facebook for to to mourn people. I don't even mourn people on Facebook unless it's like my grandma. Oh, and that's about it. Prince, I'm not gonna. Well, you don't have the mourn app. No, I don't. <laughs> Like uh, oh, there's an app for that. All right, Prince, you'll be it'll be in my heart forever, uh, bro. He's dead. He can't read that. Like, what do you? Well, right. Anyway, 
you know, contrary to what you've been hearing for the last five minutes, this is not the Prince uh, reunion show or the Prince uh, recollection or the uh, whatever. Resurrection. Uh, this is the uh, the session, the Monday session. We're going to get to all of our uh, awesome show things uh, in a second. We have Jim Matt from Rheingeist Brewing out in Cincinnati. He's going to be joining us to talk about the Midwest beer scene and all things that may or may not be uh, IPA. He sent like nine uh, beers to us, and they do a, a bunch of canning and shit like that, too. Oh, nice. So we have a lot of cans floating around. It's going to be a cool show, man. Cans. Uh, but before that, if you want to support uh, awesome, witty banter like this and great opinions, uh, you can head to our website and visit our Amazon link if you do your Amazon shopping, which, let's be honest, everybody shops on Amazon. I go to Amazon first to find some stuff, uh, and then I hate having to go through like um, like a normal website to buy crap anymore because amazon it's just it's uh, the next day or even the day after and that's it but now normal websites are like oh it's four days until we can process your order really right well it's also amazon's really easy to compare oh right i didn't even know that one was there i'd like that one better <laughs> right. yeah. yeah see what other people have bought yeah uh so do all your <laughs> amazon shopping uh, through our amazon link we get a little cut it helps us keep the lights on here and that's pretty cool you can also donate you can be a reoccurring donor donor or a one-time uh, donor, either one is fine. You know, drop a couple bucks here; that'd be cool. Uh, you could also shop some cool merch in our BN store. That's also all on the website. You can find us on social media. We're fun. We do things, and it's a great way to keep up with what's going on, what shows are coming up, uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we do have feedback, Doc. Yay! Do we have that song? No, yep. of course not. Oh, why would we? And why would we? Why don't you? You just don't know where the button is? <laughs> um, I don't know. Something about Jay, like he didn't uh, pull. That's he... JP's problem a lot in life. <laughs> Something about Jay. I don't know where the button is. Yeah. The button. Do you want me to do the Adam and, I, Adam and Eve live read right now? Adam, Adam and Eve. So stay tuned. Folks. We, have a, we have updated Adam and Eve copy, and it's kind of amazing. We didn't write it. Your minds are going to go. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, awesome. get ready to get uncomfortable. Stay tuned for that. Uh, here, I'll just I'll use this as a bed. There we go. More prints. Yeah, he would die for us. More. He did. He did. He look. And Prince does one thing. He keeps his fucking promises. Hey, eventually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're gonna have beer news too. That's beer news. Here we go. Feedback. This is from Tim Shore Rules. He says, uh, "Please continue to criticize cloudy beer." I will. Yeah. That'd no be, problem. That, yeah. Not a problem here at all. Uh, the next one is from Brian. He says, where are the podcasts? The last one is from February 21. Did you guys give up? Go on a permanent vacation? Where are the podcasts? Uh, well, it's because you don't donate. It's because you don't. Yeah, you've been cut off. <laughs> yeah. right? No, man. Uh, try refreshing your feed. We got that fixed. Uh, there was some weird coding issue that uh, you know was kind of putting stuff out of order. So it should be fine if you're not seeing the the the, uh, the podcast in order now. Just I think you might have to unsubscribe and then resubscribe or refresh your feed or shake your phone. Um, actually, have your baby hold the phone and then shake your baby. Shake uh, baby. Stop and it. That way you like can. Two birds with one stone. Two birds with one stone, Warren. This well, is exactly right. But wait wait if, till they stop crying. As soon as they stop crying, then you stop shaking. But well, if, you, then your feet is reset. For whatever reason, that doesn't work, and you still can't find the podcast. They're at the very beginning. So you have to scroll all the way down prior to 2005, and the new podcast will be there if refreshing doesn't work for whatever reason. So look at the beginning. So they are posted. So they're the just end. weird. Okay. They're just weird. Just mm-hmm. like us. Mm-hmm. We posted. 
They've been posted. Uh, next one is from Danny. He's a corporal in the BN Army. He says, hey, BN crew, I'm a little behind on the shows. I just finished the Seven Stills show. Really cool to hear about a couple of guys with the superpower of turning craft beer into whiskey. I agree. That whiskey mm-hmm. is pretty good. Wasn't it, Doc? Oh, wait. Oh, oh damn. That's right. Oh, and, and then even after that, you promised me some. And, oh, damn. I still uh, haven't had any. Oh, yeah. I am not Prince. It makes a good, do not keep my problem. It makes a good old-fashioned. It really I've does. I've had some since. Yeah, Warren took some home. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if you come cool. over, we can drink yeah. it. <laughs> when you bring back my Pico Brew. I don't even know where you live. It's in my car. Fuck. That means I have to do something today. Yes, you do. Um, JP has amply filled Justin's seat during his absence and has really come into his own as a host. Of course, I do hope Justin doesn't stay out of the studio for long. Well, I appreciate it. I don't know if I share that sentiment, Danny, but I appreciate it. As a longtime listener, it was great to hear Daniela's voice again. That's right. That was the show yeah. that Daniela came back. He missed Daniela, too. Oh, yep. All right. Glad to hear her life's been good for her since she dumped that no-talent hack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Her accent still makes me happy, but you guys missed a great opportunity for another special guest of that show, JP's alter ego, the German Prince. Keep up the great work. Cheers. The German uh, Prince. Yeah, the German Prince. The really awesome gay Austrian accent I did. Oh, not a musician? No. Oh. It might be. Well, maybe we should ask him. <laughs> maybe we should. He doesn't exist. Uh, the next one is from Phil, and he's a Canadian from Calgary. He says, hey, Brewcasters, I've been catching up on some of the older 2015 episodes that I've missed, and yesterday I got to the 10-12-15 session show, which is Scratchtown Brewing. Holy fucking shit, he says. That meltdown was hilarious. Not often do my eyes water from laughter, but uh, apparently, apparently I said this, and I don't remember this. Uh, I said, here at RJ Stillwater Marriage Counseling, we recommend one thing and one thing only, the healing, nurturing waters of the male body. I definitely recall this. You do? Oh, I remember that. Well... Not that line, but yeah, now I remember that. The R.J. Stillwater. That was pr- yeah. I, I do miss R.J. Stillwater. Uh, and he says the, the drunk of the week call about the guy peeing on his wife was pure gold. Oh, gold in the shower. That was the guess. same show? Apparently. Oh, wow. That was a good one. On another note, I've been downloading BN content for a while now, and I've always felt a little guilty for enjoying the content for free. While I have made one-time donations before, today I signed up at the monthly recurring private status. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. With all the comedic and brewing discussions that happen on the session alone, I think it's unfair for us as listeners to take and not give a little back financially. All the best, Phil from Calgary. P.S. Meat. The lunch meat fan, apparently. Mm. Yeah, if you're not uh, going to pee on your wife, you might as well donate. That's all we ask. Right. Either pee on your wife while talking to us. Right. In the shower on like a Wednesday, it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, or give us money. Right. That's all we're about. Uh, the next one we have uh, from Drew, and he says he's in the chat as uh, Sergeant Pirate Wolf. I kind of want to just interview like the weird chat people that we have and see why, <laughs> like what their name is about. Like Pirate Wolf? Yeah, or pirate maybe, wolf. I don't know maybe that was one of those name generators. <laughs> yeah, just a rhyming dictionary yeah. generator. Uh, he says, "Good afternoon, you fantastical bastards, Tasty and Bevo." I was out there a few weeks ago for a family wedding and was able to visit the Hop Grenade. The beers were great. The service was great. Moscow was well there. Of course, you were at beer camp, so I didn't get to hang out. But so it goes. Turns out that was a good thing. I was supposed to bring some of the crowlers for the what are those can growlers, yes. right? Crowlers for my brewery, which is uh, Pleasure House Brewing in Virginia Beach, uh, for Tasty on Saturday, but my in-laws drank them all. 
<laughs> They'll do that. Which leads me to my question. Shouldn't have left them out. <laughs> right. Which leads me to my next question. Now that Moscow is no longer, air quote, producing the show, to whom do I ship the beer? I told Tasty I would bring some his way, and I refuse to let the man down. Can I send it straight to the grenade? I actually emailed him back and told him just to send it to me and Tasty all... Okay. I, Somehow. In hindsight, I should have just turned him on to you and That's fine too. got him right to you. But uh, yeah, the hop grenade, we can't really accept beer. I guess it's not for. Not the free same. beer. Not answer. free beer. It's yeah. So yeah. send me an email at and I'll we'll, uh, make sure everybody gets their beers. Uh, he goes on. He says, by the way, hearing that there will actually be a BNA 11 reminded me that I had let my subscription lapse. Since it's only a few hours away in Baltimore, and since I'm one of those who owes my brewery to you guys, I promoted myself from. CPL to SGT. Captain, I guess. Is uh, Corporal, Corporal Sergeant. Corporal Sergeant. I knew Gotta the sergeant. Go up, but up the ladder. Yeah. 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 To make up for the missing time. I can't make the whole conference, but I can sure as hell come party with you guys that Wednesday. Cheers and keep the faith, Justin. Oh, and JP, you're not really as terrible as an occasional host. Thanks. Oh, Thanks, nice. buddy. Uh, and last but not least, we have James. He says, hey, session crew. I started listening to your podcast in January, and I've been hooked ever since. Every time I listen, it makes me want to quit my job, learn the craft, and brew full-time. Warren, how do you feel about that? (laughs) Keep the faith, dude. Your job will get better. Whatever it is. (laughs) Right. Whatever it might be. Unfortunately, that's easier said than done, but I still want to get my foot in the door to start learning the process of brewing. That being said, I have limited space and funds to do this. I have seen plenty of brewing kits for 50 to 100 bucks online. However, I'm unsure of whether these are worth purchasing. That's why I'm coming to you. What's the best purchasing route to go if I want to experience home brewing, but also want to save a few bucks? Any advice is welcome. Thanks for helping a few hours of my work week go faster. James. So apparently he's a new brewer yeah. who listens to the show but has yet to turn out brew. Well, do you want to experience home brewing or do you want to experience making good beer? That's... Let's not ruin his uh, his dreams yet. Well, no, yeah. I'm saying that's the difference in my mind between spending the fifty to a hundred dollars, ah, yes, versus spending a little bit more, probably in like the uh, two to three hundred dollar range. Yeah, you have a lot better chance of of actually liking what you made than not. Yeah. So typically, the the fifty. Well, Tasty, you you've turned a lot of people onto homebrewing. What yeah. do you recommend to people? Well, I always uh, suggest that they find a pot somewhere. Like you know, that's that's the most uh, costly part of um, starting. Uh, a homebrew kit is the yeah. uh, stainless steel pot. A lot of people will have those, you know, for other reasons in the house or big spaghetti pot or something. Yeah, or a big, they, they got a turkey fryer. Turkey fryer, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. You probably want to get a burner. I really recommend people go right outside. Don't try to homebrew on the on the stove on the kitchen yeah. stove. Yeah, if you want to do it, go outside. Turkey fryer burner. Yeah, your wife will like you a lot yeah, better. The, you don't know, mess up the whole. If kitchen. you want to do it again, right. Anyway, so if you can get the like the combo burner and, and even if it's even if it's aluminum, it's okay. Uh, pot, and then then uh, plastic buckets were great. I mean, uh, some people, I, you know, they've been brewing a long time, like them better than uh, the, the glass or even the plastic carboys. Yeah. So, for sure, yeah. man. Totally. Uh, so yeah, if you can just pick up a few things, uh, I'm always seeing people on Craigslist that are like getting out of the business, the home brewing business. Yeah. Or the hobby. Like you know, or- they don't have the time or the place. Or, up, or their doctor equipment. says they got terminal liver cancer. Right. Whatever. <laughs> wow. They have a reason to quit. <laughs> Tasty with yeah. dark. Uh, yeah, you're right. They did so it anyway. to himself. But, uh, yeah, the homebrew supply stores, they do discount that pretty heavily because they give you all kinds of things in there. You, need, you know, the stuff you need. That's What's nice about the kid is they take care of that for you. They give you the, the hydrometer. You know, if you're just starting out making your own kit, you'd have to know what all, what all to get. 
Yeah, if you piecemeal it together, you have a lot of extra learning to do. But yeah, if you, you might if find you go the wrong the, thing. Yeah, if you go to the homebrew shop, uh, you know these are tried and true things. So if you go to morebeer.com, dot com, actually, yeah, there you go. Um, and then uh, there's a, a tab equipment, and then starter kits are all right there. They got like three or four. Yeah. They have five now, right? actually, which is crazy. So if you want it, personally, what I would do, I would save my money and go starter kit five, which has kegging. Yes. And a full-size kettle, so you can do a full-size boil, and a wort chiller. These are things that you're going to upgrade to anyway. So if you have the cash, uh, like Warren was saying, I would definitely do that up front. Uh, but check out morebeer.com, man. And, and essentially, if, if you think you're even going to like it uh, even a little bit, invest the money. Yeah, better yeah. equipment, you're going to make better beer anyway. You right. make better beer, and you're going to have a better time doing it's, it. It's exactly. just, it just makes it so much easier. And yeah. uh, what JP is talking about, getting the kegging system. Oh, it's so much easier oh. than making bottles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. I and, mean, and you don't have to. No, you don't have to go kegging. A lot of people bottle for years, but uh, it sucks. It's, yeah. it's, it's I, a I, lot I, more time-consuming, and there's a lot more risk of, of, contamination. of contamination. You have to be super thorough cleaning yeah. and sanitizing all of those. Because it takes about, what, five cases to do a five-gallon bath? Yeah, and you're going to be Versus doing, one keg. You put it off, too. you got that right. carboy sitting there. And right. you're, oh, because it's like a second brew day. Oh, yeah. For sure. You're cleaning off everything. You're putting it in there. You're, you're meshing stuff out. It's like a second brew day. Yeah. So you, I should just put it off and put it off. And then <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of made it a little better with the 22-ounce bottles because it didn't yeah. take as many. Yeah. But it's kind of hard Still. to you know, have one beer sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and the one thing you'll learn uh, that's really more valuable than, than anything in homebrewing is your time. So the more crap that you have, I think the less time it'll take. If you if you get um, the turkey fryer burner and a larger kettle, uh, depending on your stove, you know that will save you time because you can go to a boil faster. Uh, if you buy a wort chiller, you'll cool down faster, and you won't have to spend a night do a nine or ten hour brew day doing all this crap. You can do a you know bust one out in about six or so, and you know an hour. You shaving an hour off your brew day is awesome. And there's a lot of quality issues with. The speed of your chilling, too. Yeah. So a wort chiller is definitely worth, the even if it's just 40 50 bucks. Yeah, for sure. I know we've done a couple of shows, at least one in particular, about uh, beginning homebrewing. So I would do uh, do yourself a favor and go back through the archives, man. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and, and grab one of those shows. And then uh, hit up the guys at More Beer. And they'll, you know, those five kits, man, I, I, I stand by them for sure. They have definitely everything you need. All right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Jim Matt from Rheingeist Brewing out in Cincinnati. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 
21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff 
Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Newcasters are back. everybody thanks for hanging out before we jump on the line with jim warren i errantly looked over the twitter game overlooked the twitter game actually yes yes uh, you did do we have one uh actually we do all right the twitter game today is brought to you by let me shuffle some papers and figure out who the fuck brings you this awesome game uh beer law center you can go to beerlawcenter.com if you or anybody you know and love has a trademark that they want to protect or something that they want to trademark or copyright uh but especially in the beer industry if uh, you guys are working in the beer industry and someone's trying to attack your logo or you want to uh, register a logo contact john at beer law center he's a good dude wears a bow tie super handsome good kisser and uh i've heard and um Sure. Yeah, he'll help you. He helps us protect our deal, and uh, he can help you do the same. So, beerlawcenter dot com. Uh, Warren, what's our Twitter game, buddy? Um, so, in in thinking about all the events of last week, and we kind of rehashed the the main one already on the show. Um, I was wondering since when Prince died, they were turning bridges and buildings purple. People were dying their hair. Yeah, he was getting all day plays on the radio, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was wondering since. Since all of us are at least as talented as he was, how at, how at is the minimum. world right? At least, yeah. How is the world going to mourn us when when, when we die? We, when we die, like individually, or if we all go down in an airplane, that could happen. Well, I, I would imagine they or, would. or on a ship somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. All of us, one of us. How how is the world going to mourn the brewcast? Okay, so the first the first person on the show to die. Sure. Whoever How is the world going to mourn How does it go, always go back to the death pool? Whoever wins or <laughs> loses the death pool. goes back to the death pool. Depending on how you put it. We're a one-trick pony, and that pony is death. Death pool. It's a race to the finish. <laughs> this really is. Uh, okay, uh, great. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, let's see how everyone's going to mourn us. So who's going to die, and then how are they going to mourn us? Well, right? I mean, you, you could pick... It doesn't have to be who's yeah, going to die, right? It's just, I mean, you could pick somebody, which one of us is going to die, or all of us. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want. Dealer's yeah. choice. Right, exactly. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to... Hmm, what would they do for you, Warren, when you die? Because you're going to die soon because the young ones always go. Did you ever notice yeah. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The young yeah. ones are always gone. Got to surprise you. Right. So, uh, and I feel like a lot of your energy is is spent growing hair. Mm-hmm. 
Like all over, not just on your face, but no, you're it's a hairy guy. So I feel like you, if you ever got really, really sick, your body wouldn't have enough energy stored up in it to actually oh. cure yourself because yeah. you're too busy producing follicles. Oh, you don't think it could switch? I don't think, no, I don't it, think it can. It, it, it wouldn't stop growing hair to, to heal itself? It no, just... you're a one-track entity, and that, that track is hair. Okay. Like, that's what you're yeah. here for. I know what I'm good at. Yeah, well, well, your body's good at it. Right. It's good at making it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe people would do like a no-shave November for me. Oh, yeah. How clever. Do that yeah. Already. They do that already, Bev says. For me? Not for you, but oh. like, a, like a no, don't shave July. Right. Whenever it is. Yeah. Don't, don't shave next week. <laughs> don't shave. Yeah. Like everybody? Everybody. All right. Women. Men. Men. Kids. Kids. Kids will be your biggest supporter because right. they won't shave. Here. For years. Shave right. even. What's that? Take that. Drinking some beer? Yeah. All right. So I, I figure that, you know, I've made it through my accident years. You know, the ones where... Oh, yeah, you're you coasting. Guys, <laughs> you guys do stupid things and stupid die. Shit and got yeah. away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a lot of stupid things Oh, already. I did, too. Yeah. yeah I, ma- I made it this far. Yeah, 26 <laughs> years or whatever it is. <laughs> 30, 30. Okay, 30. fine. We got Jim on the line. Jim, hey, man, we're talking about accidents and how dumb kids are. You ever do anything really stupid? Um... Besides you know, when the I show? was a kid, I, I kind of found my grandfather's pellet gun, and I was kind of looking at it and Shot your eye looking out, down the you? barrel of it. And well, almost. Um, and like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. And I pointed at the ground, I shot it, and the pellet came out. And it's like, the damn good thing I didn't just look at that. That was just kind of like escaping. So you had some, my out by a were, narrow margin, I guess. <laughs> you were born with a little bit of common sense. A very small amount. At that point, it, was, it came in really handy. So I, I probably used all my nine lives on that one particular incident. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, well, you know, actually, I forgot to introduce you, Jim. Uh, we're talking to Jim Matt. He's from Rheingeist Brewing, and you guys are out in Cincinnati, right? That's correct, yep. Uh, you know, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about the beer scene out there in the Midwest. What's uh, what's the beer scene like out there? You guys are, are relatively new. Uh, were you one of the first uh, breweries in Cincy, or what? Um, actually not. Um, the, the history of brewing in Cincinnati actually goes back pre-Prohibition. We're a, a river city. We're, we're just down the river from uh, Pittsburgh, yards down the river. And uh, pre-Prohibition, there were over two dozen breweries here in Cincinnati, um, it's a, a town that's really steeped in tradition um, from the German immigrants. So um, 24 to 30 breweries pre-Prohibition, and then that nasty thing, Prohibition, came and um, essentially shut everything down. Oh, wow. And then um, back uh, in the early 90s, a few small breweries started to come back, uh, Rivertown Brewing, Mount Carmel Brewing. We had a brewery called Main Street, Main Street Brewing, and then... Um, about four or five years ago, um, the scene started to shift toward getting more craft breweries here. So, um, you know, Ohio is a fairly big state. Where um, in the northern part of the state is Cleveland, and they've got some great breweries up there. Um, great Lakes, uh, Fathead is an excellent brewery. Columbus has kind of come along um, in the central part of the state, and uh, now we have probably about fifteen breweries here, and, and it's just kind of exploding. Wow, fifteen um, anywhere. About 15. Wow. Um, so not, not a ton, but um, considering that we only had about two uh, just a handful of years ago, it's, it's really coming on pretty strong. And uh, ranges anywhere from, from the Nano Brewery to uh, 
Um, I'm not going to count the guys down the street. We actually um, have a brewery that I could hit. If I could hit a golf ball, I could probably <laughs> hit a golf ball from our place to uh, um, the uh, Samuel Adams brewery. They have a their their second biggest production facility is just mere blocks from us. So I won't count them the whole metrics, but uh, we're currently the largest uh, brewery in Cincinnati as far as uh, produced barrels of beer. Wow, is that is that a lot of uh, competition, or is it is it one of those you know a rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing? Do you see more and more people coming in because of another craft brewery, or is it really is it really um, you know kind of competitive environment for 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 tap handles in that in that kind of uh, market? I think it's increasingly competitive. Um, we're we're really good friends with all the other breweries in the area. Um, uh, another up-and-coming brewery that's just uh, actually really close to where I live is Mattery Brewery. Um, they started just a little bit before we did, and uh, they're looking at doing this huge $15 million expansion. They're going from a 15-barrel brew house to a 100-barrel brew house, so they're not fooling around. Um, <laughs> we produced about 30,000 barrels of beer last year. We started with a 20-barrel brew house, and we now have a 60-barrel brew house. We still have those brew houses going. Um, they're several other breweries here in town that are kind of mid-sized and lots of other nano breweries, but it's like everybody sees a part of that pie. Uh, I moved here from Indianapolis several years ago and in um, Sun King Brewing, I used to work for those guys, great guys. And yeah. uh, they were the first production brewery in uh, Indianapolis since Prohibition. And now within the city of Indianapolis, you've got a couple of dozen breweries in the entire state of Indiana, um, almost a couple hundred. So, I think here in the Midwest, I think it's just lagging a little bit behind um, everything on the West Coast and on the East Coast, but uh, the quality is going up. People are really excited about it. Um, I think the city of Cincinnati for a long, long time um, was really a crappier wasteland up, to, up until a, half, uh, a handful of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, just people, uh, really small breweries. Um, the, the kind of upshot of that was that the the distributors here were able to get a lot of uh, a lot of beers from around the nation. So I think that the overall palate of your of your average Ohio brewer is actually quite sophisticated. So if you're going to come to this market, you better be making some good beer because you've got some <laughs> pretty tough critics in the area. Is that how no it starts? About it. Is that how it starts? Do you think where where the, the the general public is used to drinking good beer? Um, I feel like. I feel like not every city or not every area could handle a brewery because uh, unless the general public is, is, is ready for those flavors. And it sounds like that's kind of I what totally the bars agree. did. Uh, they just they bring in a bunch of craft beer and then wait and see how that shakes out. And then people are like, hey, we can actually jump into this and produce locally. I, I totally agree with that. I think mm-hmm. that um, your, your consumer, your local consumer base, um, will will drive the demand if if you're making all these craft beers and your your local consumer base um, just doesn't like craft beer they're used to kind of more of the mega the mega brewed beers then um, you're not going to really um, crack too many tap handles and uh, I mean we're uh, we're, we're located um, in what's called the tri-state area so um, we're very close to Indiana we're very close to Kentucky um, obviously we're located in Ohio but as you um, morph uh, down the river, the, the palate, uh, people's palate changes. They, they kind of go for more of the gateway kind of beers, and um, there's a lot of um, establishment by the big mega breweries down in Kentucky 
So we got to take that in consideration. We do distribute down in Kentucky as well as Ohio. Um, but in Ohio, it's, it's just a little different because um, there are lots, some of the major, more major metropolitan areas in Ohio, Cincinnati being one of them, Dayton's a mere 45 minutes away, Columbus is uh, two hours away. We distribute all those places. Um, that craft, that palate, that demand is there. And uh, several great breweries have opened up in Dayton, lots of good breweries up in, in Columbus, and they're all killing it. It's like everybody's pretty much selling every drop of beer that they can Jesus. possibly produce and, and looking at Oh, it's crazy. No, it's yeah. new, right? And and so, I mean, you guys have only opened, what, 2013, I think, right? Yeah, so we're approaching our three-year anniversary in June, and, um, you yeah, know, we started uh, very, very, uh, I, I think, Kind of the norm for for a production brewery, uh, we were able to uh, procure a, a twenty barrel brew house, used one from Mexico, and um, mm-hmm. we started brewing on it. We had uh, four uh, forty barrel fermenters, and uh, we were brewing into those things and, and keeping things going. And uh, we kind of said to ourselves, "We're going along," and it's like, "Holy shit!" You know, we, we're we're just we're just releasing beer on draft in the tap room as well. And then the demand went up and got a couple of 80-barrel fermenters, and owners were like, yeah, this should allow us to start canning, and, and it really didn't. We needed to get 100-barrel <laughs> fermenters, 120-barrel fermenters, 200-barrel wow. fermenters, and then um, our original space uh, that we were leasing, uh, we were maxed out um, within 18 months. We were maxed out in that space. So you, you guys are all driving Teslas, I imagine, then, right? Uh, well, there are some in the area. Um, no, but you at the brewery, we like are, but uh, every every uh, brewery is it, buying it, a Tesla. I'm sure, right? Because I mean, that's a ton of cash. It's going well, into buying um, more I fermenters. Think, oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, when you're doing that, it is all it, of your profits going right into up, upsizing the next fermenter. That's too bad. Right? How do you get rich exactly at, at making right. beer? Then stop growing. growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of reinvest in the brewery. So. Okay. Um, uh, basically, the the history of the building where we are, uh, the building was built in uh, 1895. It was actually the, the bottling building for a, a very large brewery in called the Christian Moorline Brewery, um, Heritage Brand. Um, so the, the building that we're in is over 100,000 square feet, but we were only able to lease 25,000 square feet at the time. So have a huge tap room in there, um, brew pad. We, we kind of maxed that out. At 1,160 barrels of uh, fermentation space um, about 18 months ago, and then uh, we had to make the big decision that we really need to buy this building, A, and B, put in a bigger brew house and um, do all kinds of infrastructure work to actually make this a real grown-up brewery instead of just like, you know, well, brew the, you know, we're a marketing company that brews the occasional beer. That's kind of the running <laughs> joke around, but, uh, but. You know, in order to do the big boy things, you need to make some big boy investments. Uh, the back when we were um, brewing twenty times a week, so four brews a day, five days a week, on our old manual twenty barrel JV Northwest brew house, great brew house. Um, I learned how to brew on the thing um, years ago, but uh, at that point, you're you're putting a lot of physical labor in, paying a lot of people a lot of money to to be there to babysit the, the brewery. So, sure. um, and at that point, our old canning line um, would take like 
three or four shifts of people to drain one of the bright tanks at the time, just like we, we got to do something. So um, the expansion um, was planned. We went to CDC a couple of years ago, looked at brew houses, uh, looked at buying the building, looked at buying a bigger canning line, looked at bigger, buying a bigger centrifuge, yada, 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 um, raising more money. And uh, so we did all that. We, <clears throat> we now own the building that we're in. We have uh, over 100,000 square feet. Wow. We have a really cool roof, rooftop deck that just opened uh, a few weeks ago. Um, 60 barrel brew house, uh, four vessel, Browcon brew house. Uh, we have uh, 13 240 barrel fermenters, so um, we're now at, uh, do the math, uh, uh, 4,300 barrels of fermentation space. Wow. We're brewing about 30 times a week, and um, we've got a, a big boy canning line that will can about 200 cans a minute and um, hired more people. Um, we've been in a really good position that, We've kind of had some people come up to us and like, hey, I've been brewing out such and such, uh, looking for a brewer. So we've been trying to stay a half a person, the one person ahead of the curve instead of a half a person, the one person behind. So um, we've got seven really good guys that work on the brewing side and, and uh, are cross-trained in the cellar. Um, I still do a lot of recipe formulation, do some brewing, um, but I'm getting our quality lab set up running pretty smoothly. Wait, I'm and, so, uh, sorry to, to jump in, Jim, but did, did you just say that you are uh, you're actively aware that people are going to be poaching your employees, so you kind of overstock on employees, so you don't get left uh, behind? I wouldn't, Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't say, uh, no, I wouldn't say that we're afraid of um, being poached. But um, Well, not afraid, but just out. aware that it happens. It happens. Well, that generally happens in any place in small business, especially uh-huh. start poaching oh, people. Oh sure, oh, okay. But I think especially sure. in the in the beer world. I mean, that's how that's how oh, you yeah. got involved in Rheingeist, right? You were you were working uh, somewhere else, and they approached you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, that that kind of huh. thing happens. Um, I think it's cool. I mean, there's a lot of turnover in this business. Yeah, I think that um, given our culture, um, the way that I think that. I, I learned from places that I used to work um, how I, I kind of saw how uh, people were treated, and I kind of learned from that how not to treat people. I kind of <laughs> good um, on you, man. I, I, yeah. Exactly, it's like, hey, you know, um, I, mean, I used to work at a pharmaceutical company, and it's basically like you're not paid to think, you're not paid to talk, you're paid to work. Shut the fuck up, get the fuck back to work. Just be lucky you have a fucking job, motherfucker. <laughs> and just like that's that's. That's a tremendously terrible way to treat people. Yeah. And uh, I kind of joke around at work, and that's kind of my tagline about that. But people know it's like, hey, I'm not going to ask you to do anything I haven't done several hundred times. And um, trying to set up a culture and and make sure people aren't too overworked. I mean, everybody's brewery is pretty overworked. But um, that's the nature of the With competition in town, um, people are going to probably approach some of our guys and say, hey, you want to, I'm starting up a brewery up the road, you want to come join us? And, and we're, we're fully aware of that. Okay. Well, I think, I mean, I think it's smart. You know, don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was a, it was a bad move or a dumb move, but, uh, you know, considering where you came from, uh, you know, I, I think it's important. I think it's important for a lot of growing breweries to keep that in mind and don't take it personally, I think also, right? It's part of the business. Oh, I think it's one That's thing exactly is being right. afforded. It's all business. Yeah. And um, I think that, that people move in this industry. I think, um, like, from my own perspective, I, uh, 
I worked in the pharmaceutical industry for 20 years, and uh, Sun King Brewery was looking for a guy to set up their lab and do some brewing on the, you know, assistant brewing, and, and I said, hell yeah, I'm really interested in that. So, hmm. um, kind of, I was, I kind of was fortunate to be on the accelerated program there. They, they, they trusted me to, to do my job. I, I really learned a lot from them. Um, at the time I was, uh, dating from, they're, they're located in Indianapolis and I'm in Cincinnati. We're separated by about a hundred miles. So okay. I was dating somebody here in Cincinnati. So I was doing that kind of medium distance commute. And as you know, it's all, it's all about women, right? There's <laughs> always going to be a woman that kind of talks at you. So, um, true. stayed with Sun King for about a year and a half and then got an offer from, uh, a brew pub here in Cincinnati, the Christian Moorline, uh, Lager House. And, okay. um, they brought me on and, is a chance to go from this big production brewery down to a, a small, smaller kind of brew pub environment. So I got a lot of experience working in a different setting there. A brew pub, it's like they're, they're more about food and do a little bit of beer on the side. Um, mm, yeah, cool. it's like the, the interesting thing these days is that the talent, I mean, the talent pool for the brewers is just running thin. It's like there are a lot of people that run between breweries and, uh, just go to the place yeah. with the biggest offer. It's like if you have a couple of years of uh, brewing experience, you're, you're pretty valuable on the open market these days. That's the way it is here as well. Uh, hi, Jim. Mike McDowell. Uh, long time no see. Uh, <laughs> long time no see, sir. <laughs> yeah, I remember we used to hang a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah the, uh, the job openings is far exceeding the you know, qualified people to take them, so... Uh, there was a not too long ago that you couldn't get an entry level job at a brewery unless you had some sort of like formal education, you know. And exactly. That was like the, uh, the 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 acid test. Now, if you're like, you know, physically able, they'll put you into the cellar, and then uh, they're just look, watching people that they're immediately pulling right out and put them on a, on a brew shift because they they, they uh, can't get people. And huh. then, then even the guys exactly. are, that are already on the shift, they're getting pulled away. They're they're starting nanos or they're getting, uh, you know. Uh, head brewer jobs at, at other places because wow. uh, they can't find you know people that are willing to take those jobs because they're all like locked down. Exactly, and um, it, the, the market's just going to get worse and worse. Um, I think there are a couple of different strategies from, like I know from our, our friends down at Samuel Adams, they uh, they lock those guys up pretty tightly in a non compete agreement. Oh, um, although uh, one of the one of the best stories I I, I can tell is uh, my buddy. Brian was kind of wrapped up in that non-compete there, and uh, there's a, a micro-distillery right across the river that kind of wooed him away, and um, Sam Adams guys were like, you can't really leave us, you know, go over there, and, and he's like, not in the scope of the non-compete, see ya, so. Um, <laughs> he found a loophole. Yeah, exactly, and and that's a great, I, I'm personally not a huge fan of non-competes. I think if you set your workers up uh, for success and, and them well and you know pay them relatively well and all that that, that they'll stay and, and the people that don't want to stay they, they probably weren't meant to stay anyway so yeah, totally. um, it's it's just one of those things uh, we'll, we'll try and treat people well and, and we will get some turnover um, had a little bit a lot and um, you know hopefully nobody goes over to Stanley Adams because we'll never get them back <laughs> uh, let's shift to the beer here for yeah. a sec Jim because you sent us a bunch man I, I appreciate it first of all don't get me wrong sure we're um, working through them we're working through them right now we, we popped uh, the first one we opened was the Mosaic Pale Ale 
Uh, what is it called? Uh-huh. Uh, is it called Rarity, or is that... Um, it's just called Mosaic. Mosaic. Um, the Rarity is kind of a series of... Um, that that one was term we rarity. don't use quite as much because we do a lot of beers that we consider Rarity. So the Rarity, okay. a lot of times, will be... Um, we brew it on our old 20-barrel uh, system. We'll throw it into a 40-barrel and 80-barrel fermenter. They'll get released on uh, draft, maybe a little bit in uh, Bombers, as, as you see the Mosaic is there. But... Um, yeah, that one was kind of inspired by. Um, there's a awesome brewery you guys are pretty familiar with, probably Founders Brewing up in Michigan, uh-huh, and yeah. they have this really nice beer called Mosaic Promise. I'm like, this is a great beer. I love this beer. We weren't really trying to clone it, but we were pr- trying to put our own spin on it. It's like, um, as you guys know, Mosaic hops are great. They're um, kind of a uh, cross between Simcoe and Nugget, so they. I think they have a lot of the good character of Simcoe and, and not a lot of the, what people consider bad character, the cat pee yes, character, yeah, but not, also there's the none of that. herbal. Yeah, some no, people get it, and, um, and I don't necessarily get that, but um, and I love the mosaic hop. Um, not all hops really express themselves very well in the hop experiment. They're, they're two one note, but in the case of uh, mosaic, we... We love a little bit of the tropical character. We love a little bit of that thermal character. We love a little bit of that mid-citrus character to it. Yeah. And I think it just rounds the beer out just very well. So it's a pale ale. Um, this drinks pretty well. And what do you guys think of it? It does. It's really. It, it, it might be a really stupid question. Actually, I'm going to correct myself. It is a really dumb question. It's almost a cop. Uh, we use Bravo for the bittering, but okay. the rest of the hops in, in the kettle and in the whirlpool are mosaic. I like it. Uh, you know, you, you, drinking it, there, there's a, a lot of, of, of like kind of high fruit and, and floral notes. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is uh, this is really unique as far as a, a hot flavor goes, for me anyway. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't drink a lot of this kind of stuff. And then I looked on it, and, and the description, I think, nailed exactly the flavors, which is, uh, I think, rare in the beer industry, you know, to find a description that actually is a really representative of the thing inside the bottle. Um, tropical fruit, grapefruit blossom, and mandarin orange. Yeah, totally. Grapefruit yeah. blossom, though, and that—that right. that to me is it. You know, people go grapefruit. Yeah, but I think uh, you know it, that's not never really a descriptor to catch everything. But so the grapefruit you blossom, blossom to it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what a grapefruit blossom smells like. Does oh, I grew like up. Grapefruit? I, I grew up with grapefruit trees in my oh. yard, so well, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it has like a citrusy but perfumey kind of thing hmm. happening. I don't know. I, I I thought it was dead on, yeah. or I'm just fucking lying to myself. So. Um, for that one, uh, we just used some uh, some two row, a little bit of wheat, a um, little bit of a uh, uh, German crystal malt we like called Care Red. Okay, and yeah. then uh, we went we went with some uh, hops that were a little bit more unusual. There's a a new one called Idaho Seven, so it's a pretty dank and uh, grapefruity, uh, high alpha acid hop from from out in the out of the west from Idaho, and then uh, a couple of southern hemisphere hops called Big Secret and Ella. So. Okay. I think that you can look at Vic Secret and Ella to be like toned down versions of Galaxy, so you get some light tropical fruit notes from there. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, dankness, pininess, earthiness from those. And the Idaho 7 kind of adds on to that, but the Idaho 7 gives, gives kind of that uh, medium grapefruit rind, grapefruit zest note to it that kind of ties it all together. So um, we're really big fans of trying some of these uh, these more obscure hop varieties from Australia and New Zealand will get 220 or 330 pounds at a time trying a few batches and uh, 
we'll flush them out usually by doing a single hop um, experiment, and then we'll be like, yeah, we really like that one, so we'll kind of play with the combinations and uh, go, go with what, what we think works. So, so that's what you um, use the small brew house for, is to do these one-offs? Exactly. It's, it's really great to be able to still brew on the on the old brew house, you know, 20 or 40 barrels at a time. Um, for me personally, there's just something very satisfying about getting my hands on that system and and uh, any a lot of the employees that that want to shadow a brewer, we let them come up and and help help me out, clean up the mash tun, whatever I need them to do. And um, <laughs> it's, it's just really fun yeah, to have that, that makes it more as fun, a second yeah. brew house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, no, we we just yeah, I mean, can, I, pumped a can of uh, sorry, truth, you have truth here. Your I think this is your uh, flagship beer. It is. Yes, yeah, our our best selling beer by a fairly wide margin. <laughs> oh wow. One thing I noticed about it is that I can I can see through it. Are you doing that on purpose? Uh-huh. Uh, it's actually clear. You know so I would no say cloudy. This, yeah, right. I would say this is juicy, Cause, cause Jim, you, and that's yeah. fucked up. You guys are pretty far east yeah. from us. Yeah, I think we had a pretty extensive discussion with us about um, the kind of uh, trend of non-filtered IPAs on social media, and I just have, have you? I for one don't. I don't really believe in it so much. Uh, I mean, it yeast, uh, dead yeast, uh, you know, putrefying yeast in a, a too much in the beer just doesn't really appeal to me. But, yeah, yeah. we actually yeah. threw that one through our centrifuge, so um, it's it's relatively clear. It's not, I, it's I appreciate it. It's super clear, but what it doesn't have is hop flavor. So, And that's really <laughs> what people say, why they don't clear their beers, because it, 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 you're dropping yeah. all the flavor. Where's all the flavor, Jim? This is fucked up. I'm I ki- think kidding, um, if you like yeah. look on the bottom of the can, it might be hidden in the little packet. It's like uh, Add it back. ramen. Yeah. Add it back. Yeah. yeah. You know, that Something. would actually be a great marketing gimmick. Take a bunch oh. of hot powder and put, just... it, put it in little packets and then ship that with the super clear IPA and be like, here, look, if you want to have a cloudy beer, you add this like top ramen. Or even just hop extract. Just, or, or just add a little dop, dollop of oil on the can. <laughs> and you can or just, add, you know, try just, just snuff it. Sniff, you know, it's very, it's very funny you say that because um, I had this idea that never really panned out, and I guess um, I can't really patent it anymore because this is considered disclosure, but... Um, what would happen if you took like the widget from from Guinness, but instead of having uh, nitrogen in there, you you had some sort of hop aerosol in there that oh, kind of reinfused oh, hops into the beer? That's a good idea. In the can. Yeah, super fresh hop. Aromas. Sell that. Yeah. Sell that idea to Guinness, man. There's some nitrous oxide. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to do something. Yeah, here. exactly. Makes some fun. Who doesn't like nitrous oxide, right, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> um, always patience, too. Yeah, yeah. You know. They're, they're, yeah, shut up. <laughs> you know, I had that for the first, I had uh, my wisdom teeth oh, yeah. like a week and a half ago. Oh. I've never had, uh, the doctor was like, have you ever had uh, nitrous before? And I kept saying, not in a clinical setting. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, that seemed to work for him. And uh, I, Can I get a beer with this? It worked really yeah. well. Yeah. I felt, uh, yeah. I felt the healing powers of gas. And it makes, yeah, it makes the, the time fly by and everything nice. else. Yeah. 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 There's a reason nice. that people use it. <laughs> you go for all it out. Right. She works for all <laughs> kinds of reasons. <laughs> In a clinical <laughs> setting. So, Jim, no, no hangover from it. It just, it's, no, but it's you know, I was soft. a little, I was a little sweaty. I got a little weirded out about it. So, well, but I was getting teeth ripped out of my head. So maybe that was it too. Yep. With the it's, anxiety thing. I mean, yeah. Anything to kind of take the edge off of that, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So. Yeah, for sure. So, Jim, this, uh, I understand it's about 40% of your sales. 
How, did, how what format would I find this in the market in your area? Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. So we're looking yeah, at it in the can. Uh, the can here is that. Uh, yeah. Be honest with us. Is in bottles too? Yeah, a big big amount in uh, in twelve ounce cans. Um, mm-hmm. Also available on draft, and um, you know sell it through most of the major um, liquor store chains, grocery store chains, uh, pretty much anything that that sells beer will uh, uh, provided that they're they're able to actually a sell it and, and b we prefer that they keep them keep them cold because yeah. um, you know the the warmer it is that it, it just falls off the cliff really quickly. We've done a lot of these uh, sensory experiments, and you know, essentially, if you keep it warm versus cold, that that warm beer is going to age by um, eight to ten eight to ten times faster than that cold beer. So, yeah, pretty depressing. But yeah, it's a sad that's thing. The way it works. Yeah, it's just uh, it's sad. It's like sad. Prince well, dying. That's when you get into the chains that you can't control that. They they you know they order it by the pallet. They can put it by the pallet on the floor if they want to. I guess floor pallet exactly. Um, we, I think that we have, um, here in the state of Ohio, we have the advantage that we can self-distribute with no limit. So oh. we can kind of pick and choose. Um, so the plan is we're going to stick with the self-distribution model um, down in the central and southern Ohio region. And then um, in, in north northern Ohio, northeastern Ohio, we're rolling with a distributor. So um, we're able to keep pretty good reins on, on that um, central and southern Ohio model. And obviously, we distribute it in Kentucky. So, um, trying to do the best we can. I think self distribution helps us. We guys do a, lot. a little bit. What percentage of your of production do you distribute yourselves? I to me, it looked like you had a really big fleet. We do. Yeah, um, probably seventy um, percent or more is distributed by us in Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Well, that's quite a bit. But yeah, we have a huge. Yeah, we have a huge fleet of uh, Sprinter vans. Um, we have a di- distribution warehouse in Columbus, which is about two hours away. So we have a uh, own our own eighteen uh, wheeler. So we just ship beer up there, so and deliver, uh, yeah. yeah, it's working uh, pretty well so far. It just sounds like it. Harder you get away from home, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and you're not giving that distributor a cut of the the profits either. So. Um, or are you supposed to make more money to oh, reinvest in the brewery well, no. and get more sprinter vans? Yeah. yeah, when you get into distribution, you got to make it up in volume, and that's uh, obviously I'm sure that's why you yeah. guys expanded to fill up those 200 barrel fermenters. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And those sprinter vans, yeah. get that beer out of there. Well, yeah, that's, that's going to at some point seem like a smallest part of your business is the local mm-hmm. self-distributed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. cracking can sound you just heard uh, was me cracking open a peach dodo, which is a goza yeah. with uh, peaches. And you mentioned that you yeah. definitely wanted to talk about this beer and uh, tasting it. I can see why. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, it's awesome. I how, know. How do you um, think about you know, JP, uh, you're not a big fan of the IPA no. so much. And, uh, I was so happy that regret. you sent this beer in, man. I was like, oh, good, finally. And something the that's one not that I really wanted to send just for you, actually, was uh, we do uh, a British Mild. It's 3.8%. Oh, oh. um, we just we ran out right before sending uh, the beer me. out. But it's 3.8%. It it's uh, like it's one of my old homebrew recipes actually, and it, it just it's a great beer. I'll, I'll send you some to follow us up. But uh, yeah, Soto, um, we realized that uh, a, a lot of the sensory training and, and sensory exercises that we do is we, we try other people's beer, believe it or not, and see what we <laughs> like and see what we don't. Um, 
kind of looking at the different gozes that we like. There's uh, this one out of uh, Asheville called Westbrook, and Westbrook's really popular. We really like it. Um, we kind of deconstruct it and say, what do we like about Westbrook? And Anderson Valley, their blood orange goza is great. Um, so uh, last year we decided we're going to make a small uh each dodo, um, and then uh, it, it pretty much hit, and then uh, our uh, management said, all right, got to figure out a way to make, like, 800 barrels of this shit. I'm like, all right, it's going to be a great challenge. But um, last year we uh, did uh, just all the souring in the kettle, which worked okay, but right. um, once you... Uh, are doing things in the kettle, the problem is you can introduce oxygen in there. The, the quality can waver quite a bit. So once you actually get over the fear of using a fermenter with live lactobacillus cultures in it, then you can actually control the oxygen level, the, the temperature in there much tighter. So yeah. that's what we decided to do. We, we uh, diverted one of our 200-barrel fermenters to sour for a few batches and then so we sour we come back into the kettle to boil it um we'll knock it out to the other 200 barrel fermenter um just use a regular california ale yeast on it to ferment it um we'll add uh, peach juice toward the end of fermentation so that will the, all the sugar gets fermented out um we like just a little bit of salt in it and uh we think it's just going to kill it for the summertime we're actually God, yeah. already out of draft on it um, we're looking at brewing some more, and um, I predict that it could become a year-round thing with, uh, with the success behind yeah. it. So. It's uh-huh. a great, great first whack at it. Yeah, for sure. It's, great. it's full of flavor. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, we were talking uh, when we were up at uh, Sierra Nevada Beer Camp uh, a month or two ago, and uh, we were talking to the brewers about how they did that Otra Vase, their Goza with... Um, Cactus flower, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, not yet. No. Root, but, uh, uh, agave, is it agave or something like that? Or no, it's... Something um, like that. What is it? What? Come on, I forget. It starts with a Y, know. though. It does? Yeah, Yakuza juice. I think that's what... I think it's Yakuza juice. It's not really, but it's something like that. Anyway, they're like, uh, yeah, so we're, you know, we brewed the goza and and, and we nailed it and the style was great and everyone loved it, but it was missing something. And it wasn't until we added this, this, the, the juice from the something or other, uh, that Mm -hmm. it really kind of hit home. And I think the goza is a style that maybe needs fruit. It needs something else, some other kind of dimension because it's prickly pear cactus. Prickly pear cactus. Yeah. Where's the Y? That's what I said. Yakuza. Okay. I don't know, whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I don't Cacti. know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it, there's really not a whole lot to the beer, uh, but when you add that, that fruit, there's a, different, there's a different level, and it turns it into something entirely different. It's almost like a, like a fruit-flavoring delivery device. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of doing fruit beers just for the sake of doing fruit beers, and, and this is one that uh, we kind of hit on it. It's definitely a beer with a little bit of fruit flavoring to it instead of being, like, fruit with a little bit of beer flavoring to it. That's kind of what, what we were shooting for. Tasty, how many drops of peach juice do you think is in each can? <laughs> you're, the, you're the expert. Uh, in a can? What, yeah. 12 ounce? Yeah. Mm, ten. Ten. <laughs> ten drops. Yeah. I can fruit that beer in ten drops. That should be the next game we play. How many I can drops? fruit that beer in ten drops. I can do it in eight. Oh, yeah. So, so the aroma that carries through is it, it carries through the ferment. It, everything goes through the ferment, or does? 
There's no yes, back. everything goes through the ferment. We don't arrest the fermentation wow. or, or back sweetener or anything oh. like that. It's fully fermented out. Now you mentioned. Now do you do you then uh, CIP that fermenter and then use it for clean beer? Uh, we did. So we um, what, what we did was um, we did a bunch just of balls. just the, the version of the dodo, and then at the end of it, we pulled all the soft parts off, oh, yeah. uh, threw them in a pressure cooker, and then um, cool. we cleaned the living shit out of that fermenter. Did caustic uh, yeah. yeah. acid. Did another uh, clean cycle it. on it. A, a double uh, a double sanitation on it. We have a. Uh, <laughs> We have some plating capabilities in, in house, and uh, also a, a really, really, really uh, handy meter. It's uh, ATP, um, oh, yeah. oh, nice. aluminum. So you swab something, it lights up, and you know it's not clean. So gives you an immediate result. Yeah, Warren. Uh, Warren got exactly. a, uh, a chemistry boner off of that one. I did. Do I have it. Good for you guys. Let me just borrow it. I'll bring it back. <laughs> just the tip of it. Though. Yeah. Well, the tips are, you can buy a lot of tips. <laughs> oh. You can buy a lot of tips. Yeah. The, the, That's the cheap part. Length too, so. Everybody has a tip. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's so. true. Uh, speaking of the 200-barrel the fermenters, did you have those when you were still just had the 20-barrel brew house? Yeah. So you, so you were taking two yeah. and a half days to fill you one don't of have those? To fill them. Wow. What is that? Is that? How many turns is that? Ten turns with um, a 20-barrel brew so, house. So here's, a little, here's a little trick that I'll uh, tell you that we did to... Um, so, we replaced our original mash tun with a larger mash tun, so we were doing um, some high-gravity boils at the time, so we were oh. able to yield about 35 barrels of truth per turn, so it was essentially four brews one day, three brews the following day, lots of work, but um, that was the, what the, the plan was to kind of bridge the gap between you know, maxing out um, yeah. our production on the small brew house before we got the larger brew house. How did you guys manage oxygenation and, and yeast pitching when you're spraying the brew over two days? Um, it was really actually not a big deal. We just kind of targeted um, whatever that, so essentially 140 barrels. You're looking at yeast pitching for 140 barrels. We'd oxygenate on the first day. Um, you get a fair amount of growth from the first day of the second day. And then um, you'd oxygenate at half the rate the second day, um, and it, it worked great. Um, everything was uh, taken down at terminal gravity within six or seven days. We'd uh, dry hop it, and then um, we'd uh, let it go about five days and then uh, crash it and centrifuge it. So everything was, was great. It wasn't stressing the yeast out too much. We had enough yeast in house to harvest, and um, it, it really didn't – it wasn't too, too bad of a of – a, doing that. Okay, so, so you pitch the yeast with the first batch. You just pitched the volume for 140 barrels into the 35-barrel batch because you were just going to keep adding correct. more to keep it. feeding it. Right. Okay. Yes, correct. Did you? Yeah, so the incremental feeding um, is really good for the yeast. And, um, you know, like, like you, you were exactly right when you said we, we took the amount of yeast that we needed and we added it when we did that first knockout. So you're just popping off after subsequent knockouts and um and it, it worked great and there was no were, were you concerned before you tried that the first time like hey maybe um it, it's not gonna to ferment out properly or there's gonna be some weird off flavors or i feel like i would be very concerned because i'm stupid um that the beer that was fermented first is kind of sitting there and maybe something weird is happening while the rest of everything is kind of fermenting around it? Is that a legitimate concern, or you guys pretty much knew it was going to work because you're smarter than I am? 
Um, I wouldn't say that. Anytime that you do something that's different, there's, there's obviously a little bit of anxiety. But, um, I've had some experience in my past with doing the high-gravity boils and, and doing several um, kettle fills to fill a fermenter. I felt fairly confident that um, we, we kind of had a plan going in and did some tweaking here and there. But um, it, I think we're just in a pretty good situation that I was surrounded by a lot of really smart people as well that, <laughs> that gave me support. And, and what does that feel like? Hey, the, the best way to do it is, is uh, become head brewer someone and hire a bunch of people that are smarter than you are. It makes you look like a genius. There you go. Yeah, that's um, a good strategy. That's why we all work here. <laughs> it's a successful <laughs> Which band. one of us is the genius? Fuck, I don't know. All no. of us. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Who hired you? Justin. Well, nobody actually got hired. <laughs> they were constitute payment. We're pretty much like San Francisco. We're like, a, we're like one of those uh, sanctuary cities where you can just stick around and sleep in the doorway and no one's ever right. going to ask you to leave. Well, they will, but as long as you don't leave, <laughs> right. it's fine. Uh, we just popped a can of the Panther, which is your robust porter. Uh, and I'm going to say this is really good. I appreciate a well-done porter that's not acrid. I know a lot of porters aren't, but robust porter can be, uh, and I appreciate that you decided to make this properly. <laughs> I appreciate that you, um, you're very observant on that point, um, and the story behind that beer is that um, uh, in addition to being, I mean, I was a home brewer before I was a, a commercial brewer and uh, also involved in the BJC program. I'm, I'm a master-level judge, but early in my judging career, I was judging porters, and um, one of the first flights of porters I ever judged, I learned a lot from that judging session about some were just, like, too accurate and weak. Some had too much crystal malt to it. But the best porter I ever had was um, had that balance between crystal malt, black malt, and then there was that that other kind of je ne sais quoi thing in it, uh, French fuckers. Um, <laughs> but but I, I thought to myself, it's, it's got to be like Munich malt. So um, yeah. it's hmm. in a homebrew club at the time and, and kind of flushing out this recipe. And, and actually the, the homebrew recipe, um, which this Panther is loosely based on, won uh, third place uh, several years ago at NHC. So it was really, really dedicated to getting that crystal malt balance with the black malt balance with uh, Munich malt, but also uh, the fourth important thing I have is water chemistry. Water chemistry is really uh, important yeah. to, to get that accurate bite off of it. Got to adjust with enough enough calcium carbonate to get it just right. So huh. it's it a really fun experiment. Loved it. It tastes great. Yeah. I think you did a great job, man. You've got a really nice chocolate, Thank you very much. chocolate aroma and flavor. And, oh, yeah, and it's, it, it's pretty light in color, too. Well, it's, it's, it's actually brown. Um, yeah. It's not black it brown. for a robust porter. <laughs> right. Did you yeah. brew it as a yeah. lager? We did brew it with lager. Um, we used the um, Scottish ale yeast on it. Yeah, because it's um, so many people would think, "Oh, I'm getting a porter," and they go, "What's this?" <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the kind of ale characteristic. No, and, kind it, of it, it, and it's not thick like a porter. It's just it's, it's light and airy. And it's really nice. Yeah, man, you guys are making some good beer out there. Yeah, Jim. All, all the beer, all the beers I've had here have been really. You have a lot of like um, malt character, not like sweetness. I'm talking about malt. Biscuity, bready, yes, you know, like right. the the good things about the malts that you can taste before they're used. Yeah, they have that character. Are you doing anything different? I've t- I've talked to brewers that have found that if they cut back on uh, pitch rate and oxygenation rate, that they just they do it like normal. They just don't overdo it. 
that there'll be more of the grain flavor preserved in the final beer. Are you doing anything special yourself? Hmm. Not really. I think that um, we're just kind of going by what our experience was on, as, as far as pitch rates and everything. Um, but I think when we want to make a multi beer, we kind of design the, the recipe to be multi. And um, I think we're often criticized by the number of IPAs and double IPAs and pale oils, excuse me, that we brew. But justifiably, those beers sell. It's like as soon as you okay. stop buying them, we'll stop making them. But <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. you're a marketing company first, this, please. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not a company at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. One thing I noticed. But, um, Go ahead. Oh, I was saying. Speaking about the, the all the different uh, malts that you guys are using, I was scrolling through your your all the beers that are on your website, and I noticed that your fest beer lists two just pale ale malt as a base, versus yeah. your pilsner actually has pilsner malt in it. And I was wondering um, why you chose to do that versus just kind of what the traditional method is of just pilsner malt or or Munich. Well, it's funny because on the uh, in the case of um, our fest beer called Franz, um, it's an Oktoberfest ale. We're not we don't use a, a lager yeast on that. We can it, it takes a while to, to turn these things out, but um, it's pale ale malt as a base, just because um, that's what we have silos of. But we do use a fair amount of Munich uh, Munich one uh, Munich dark type two Vienna malt in that one. So the actual uh, specialty malt base in that beer is somewhat traditional, um, but uh, we use a Scottish ale yeast on it again. That can that yeast is super versatile. You can ferment it really cold, get very little ale character out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, our philosophy on that beer is ninety uh, percent of the people won't know. Um, of the remaining ten percent, nine percent won't care. Of the remaining one percent, half a percent will forgive us, and and the other half percent, fuck them. <laughs> That's a good philosophy, man. Yeah. I like. Yeah. It. I like I mean, to think it, we, it, we have a really philosophy. Popular. Ours is pretty much so. fuck ninety nine percent of them. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. the, the half a percent that yeah, no, whatever we don't know. They're great. Yeah. You mentioned you were a homebrewer. Or do you uh, ever go to like a homebrew convention, like AHA, the uh, homebrew con? That's where I met Jim. Yeah. I uh, I have been Anymore. to the um, National Homebrewers Conference in the past. Um, you go haven't had a chance to go out there recently but um i would love to go back maybe maybe give a talk or a presentation um actually for an introvert um, i enjoy public speaking <laughs> to a certain degree and um just kind of like sharing beers and sharing knowledge with people because yeah. i think that when i i share knowledge with people often with feedback i learn something at least as much from them as hopefully they learn from me so it's a really a two-way street for me that's cool. Well, are you are you are you are you getting out there this year to uh, Baltimore? Baltimore. I'm not going to be able to make it this year, but um, I'm going to try and get a point to make it out next year. Okay. Oh, I wonder where it's going to be next year. Hopefully, yeah. it's on the West yeah. Coast. Do you know where it's going to be? Somebody actually can know. Hopefully, it's going to be in Cincinnati, so I can fucking have some more beer. Oh yeah, this is great beer. <laughs> yeah, and we can check out your, your giant was, building. It was here several years ago. Yeah. Um, back in I think it was 2005 or 2006. Yeah, I was um, there somewhere. And I know my buddies in yeah. Indianapolis are trying to, to woo them out there. So that'd be cool. Um, yeah, yeah, tasty. Remember that one? West Coast would be good for me. West Coast is the best Cincinnati. coast, so I'd be more than happy to come out there. That'd be great. Well, well, you left uh, without me. If you guys aren't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if nobody's doing anything, people who are listening, uh, you go to homebrewcon.org. And uh, tickets are on sale right now. This year's AHA conference is going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait for it. 
Was it a month fun. away? We're going to be there. Uh, June? Yeah. It's like, oh, two it's, months. We're uh, in April. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Well, we're right at the end of April. Like, it's, it's like five, yeah, five <laughs> weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's coming I've, up. I've, my calendar is so freaking full right now. <laughs> I know exactly what week <laughs> right. everything you is. Know, you know when all the fun's going to happen? Right. It's all fun. It's just it's the, oh. the spots in between that aren't fun. It's right. Full fun. That's a good way to look at it. That is a good one. Yes. It's all fun. You should see my calendar. It's amazing. <laughs> Homebrewcon.org, everybody. Check it out. Come out, hang out with us at uh, NHC this year. Uh, Jim, we got time for one more beer, man. What should we open? We already did. Oh, we already cool. did? Yeah, we oh, did. We, had one we, opened the, the blonde we opened the last. Cougar. Let's open the Cougar. I think the, actually, I think to wrap this up, um, I think that you should open up the uh, barrel-aged Naphthodon, which is the Belgian dark straw. We can do that, too. Would you mind tasting? Okay. I need another glass then. Uh, let's chat. Let's chat about the cougar real fast. Cougar. Okay. There's sure. a box right next to you. Uh, yeah, cougar. Just uh, I guess every uh, pretty much any uh, craft brewer needs a gateway beer to a certain extent. Yeah. And so uh, we tried a, a bunch from uh, a bunch the of different dark breweries side. and kind of. So, so it's funny, this, this beer has gone through more iterations and recipe changes than anything else in the brewery, and it's kind of driving me a little bit crazy. But, um, <laughs> so it, the recipe is actually quite simple. It's um, uh, 93% two-row, 7% wheat malt. Use um, magnum for bittering, uh, a little bit of crystal malt in the cattle. Um, we use, uh, our house uh, air yeast is, uh, we use a, uh, Equivalent of um, the or the we get from brewing science, but um, it's the equivalent of uh, the White Lab Zone I know, the San Diego yeast. So okay, yeah, a great great yeast for uh, it really ferments down very quickly, very predictable. Um, it, it dries things out. So um, those beers for the people that are a little bit skittish. It's about twenty IBUs, so it's a you know maybe a little bit hoppier than than your typical. Uh, um, mega brewery beer drinkers might like, but it, people really like this beer. It, it, it sells pretty well. Um, yeah, I like sells it. Sells a little bit better. In, you like it? Yeah, I really do. There's that uh, that the, the grainy uh, malt profile that Tasty was talking about, uh, but mm-hmm. again, not a sweet malt, but that kind of biscuity. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you're drinking like, something cereal grain. It's like bread. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say toasty, like, but not toasty. Like, yeah, crusty French. You get all that kind uh, of yeah, flavor. Yeah. Lightly toasted bread. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's a great flavor. It plays well with the hops, too, for sure. I noticed on the Thanks. bottle you say it's aged six plus two months. <laughs> Is there a reason you didn't just put eight? <laughs> Four eight score, there 20 years. Their age was broken. Do you know that? Yes. There, there is a reason for that. So um, it was aged in a bourbon barrel. Um, for six months, oh, and the, uh, then um, it was moved yeah. over to a right. wine barrel to finish it. Um, so it's a, one of these successively aged beers, um, and uh, entered it at uh, GDF. It did not win a medal at GDF, but um, yeah, went on to the medal round. He's entered it at uh, Fobab, gone on to the medal round there. I think it's just a beer that's waiting for, for its kind of time in the, in the <laughs> sun. He did enter it at World Beer Cup this year, but... Um, Good. Yeah, just a, a Belgian dark strong, um, and uh, after it's done fermenting, age it in bourbon barrels. We're, we're close to Kentucky down here, so we're able to get some high-quality bourbon barrels from Buffalo Trace. Uh, Four Roses are our favorite, um, yeah. and then some wine barrels we got from uh, Henry, 
um, we kind of had a mixture of Pinot Noir barrels and Zinfandel barrels. And um, our uh, the the second brewer that we hired, a uh, guy from Block Bottom, his name is Luke. Um, he's uh, decided to move down into the barreling world full time, so he's working his magic down there. And uh, we won a JBF silver medal for um, uh, Imperial South aged in a uh, sherry barrel, so he must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says right here on your label: uh, aged six months in bourbon and another two months in red wine barrels. That's an interesting. Yes, that's an interesting uh, combination that I would never have thought of, yeah. but it totally works, and you can taste the, oh, yeah. the differences. and And that's what I like about barrel aged beers that are done really well. They're they're a beer first, and then there's the barrel character. But this, you have the beer, and then bourbon, and then barrel, and then wine, and then barrel. It's a, a lot of layers yeah. to it, and, and it yeah. kind of can go in order. Uh, and I think you guys did it real well. A lot of times people do, let's say, bourbon barrel-aged beer with tons of bourbon. Yeah. And then, oh, yes, exactly. and then it's wet, so it might be a beer. And I, yeah, I, still, get yeah. Dark, yeah. I still get the dark strong. It's right yeah. there. It's totally. Right. Yeah. It's a dark strong. It's not too oaky. It's not too bourbony. It's great. It's and, done and, really well. And thinking about it, if it was just, say, like a a, a stout Asian bourbon in, and wine barrels, I think I would miss a little bit of the Belgian character that's that's in this beer. Yeah. I think that would leave kind of a hole, and you guys are real smart and planned ahead. So you <laughs> put a sure. Belgian beer in there. Yeah, well, and and I think the red wine barrel kind mm. of brings back the the red dark fruit oh, that's yeah. kind of in the, the Belgian characteristics. Well, it it also <laughs> takes out that that right-in-your-face bourbon barrel. So it does, maybe yeah, it means we're just less time in the bourbon It's definitely there. Yeah. It's definitely there. That's what I'm saying. But it's, it's not wanna, like... I want it as a flavor component, not yeah. as not as the flavor. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah. I think you guys did a good Mastodon. Is that your favorite metal band? Yeah, <laughs> is it really? But it is. Okay, yeah, good. It is. All right, all right. But, but, well, uh, alive. another. All right, all right. Are they alive? Teach his own. He just allowed you to yeah. like them. He's like, that's all right. Yeah, that's, cool. that's all right. That's cool. Uh, I think the real philosophy on our, all of our beers is it, it's a beer first. So um, uh, yeah. I've had and and judge many of these bourbon barrel aged beers. They're just they get thinned out. They're really boozy from yeah. from the barrels, and I think that's where I, I enjoy my judging. I, um, judging on the homebrew side, I, I judge at Obab, I judge at GABF, and mm-hmm. I learn as much from judging as I do from anything else. Because I get to taste. Some of the best of the best from from Firestone Walker and and Dogfish Head and and uh, the Russian Rivers of the world. Like you get to try all these awesome beers and say, this is what these guys are doing right. Um, you know, I want to kind of not necessarily mimic what they're doing, but I want to follow their footsteps. And and we want we're we're about making beer first. And even though we we, we do make the occasional cider as well, um, I'm more of a fan of like. Let's let's do beer and let's do these other things to complement the beer instead of like it's a it's a it's a bourbon that just happens to be flavored with a little bit of uh, yeah. beer that that's just not really our style. No, I can do that at home. That's not, and it sounds yeah, exactly. terrible, actually. <laughs> Jim, I want to thank you, man. Not only did you send us a bunch of awesome beer, but it was a good time. It's a good yeah. time hanging out, man. Yeah, it was a really good time. Uh, really been a big fan of you guys for a long time, and no, appreciate being thank on you. here and. Uh, yeah. You know, next time I'm out in the area, I'd love to come by for for visit. Actually, we were out there in August and met up with uh, Nathan and Nicole. Had a good time. We went over to 21A and Drake's. And oh yeah, it was a hotter than hell day, hotter <laughs> than hell day, 95 yeah. degree yeah. day in the in the Bay Area. But uh, still had a great time. So uh, yeah, we we got to uh, get out there too. Man. Make it up there. 
Yeah, well, you guys, yeah, should, come on out, you guys should have a big beer festival and invite us out. It'd be great. Well, you definitely we, represented we with everything that you sent out. Yeah. You, uh, everything was awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thank you. It, this is like a cornucopia of all the beers of you awesomeness. do. Awesomeness. Yeah. It's really good. We, yeah. And I'm we not tried to give you a, a cavalcade of flavors and, and uh, <laughs> not tax your guys' palate. That's great. I think you did great, um, man. Maybe there'll be another NHC in Cincinnati soon. That'd be good. You guys are big enough to host it in your building, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, you could totally we, do that. We are big enough to host it in our building. Yeah. Exactly. But you're not dumb um, enough to host it right. in your building. <laughs> yeah. Too smart for that. No, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't suggest that to, to uh, any of the marketing people because they might run Ooh. with it. That's oh, yeah. Just our they would be the ones know. to push it through. <laughs> marketing people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, exactly. Jim, I appreciate it, man. Uh, everyone, uh, find out about Ryan Geist. Go to ryangeist.com. That's R H I N E. G-E-I-S-T dot com and check out their beers and if you're in Cincinnati stop by slap Jim on the on the butt for me uh, everything was great I really appreciate the time man I appreciate you guys having me on here and uh, look forward to chatting with you guys again sometime soon sounds good thanks Jim have a great night guys alright man Thank you, you too bye awesome beers dude Awesome. Yeah. And tons of them. We got a bunch more. There's right. got a. Yeah, oh yeah, we haven't finished a couple right. of them. Barley wine, aged bourbon barrel. I'm not even letting the genie out of that bottle. What are we even going to do with all this extra beer? <laughs> I, well, I'm going to have. A well, go- I produced this show, so mm-hmm. I'm taking them home. I'm going to have Go Fish Night oh. at my house. Are go you fish talking night. again? Go fish night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We have a, uh, uh, an Imperial Coffee Stout. One of them I'm going to break over Doc's head. <laughs> There's a Rye Pale Ale still left. Oh, yeah. Oh, never yeah. Got and then, uh, Why don't we get to that one? I don't know because he, you know, he wanted to 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 talk about some beers that I think really showcased what they're trying to do there. Uh, we got a good sample. The last oh yeah, we Mastodon, did. Man, Jesus. Oh, that was a good one. That was amazing for an eleven percent beer. Yeah. It was good. It yeah. was really good, man. Yeah. Uh, let me see uh, before I before we go to break. I do have another uh, live read. Speaking of amazing labels, which by the way, I like their little logo. It's like a skull, but like a drop of beer. Yeah, what's well, the Ryan? Yeah, it's sort of oh. the ghost, right? Oh, it's a ghost. ghost. Ghost of the the Rhine River, I think, yes. is kind yeah. of where their yeah. name comes from. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm scared yeah. now. Let me, let me do that in German. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys remember last year the Homebrew Label Awards that uh, were sponsored by GrogTag? They kind of kicked off. Well, they're uh, back. They're accepting entries right now. They say, if you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com, are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. That's actually the second ever. Are these only beer labels, or can we have labels and cider? You can have labels and cider. You can put anything in cider, whatever you want to do. That's as long okay. as he's okay with it. It's a great as long format. as your lips are fine with that. It's a great yeah. format. Uh, the top ten labels will be featured at the uh, NHC here in Baltimore. Not here, but uh, out in Baltimore to over uh, to a bunch of attendees. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. They're going to have over $2,500 in prizes to be awarded. Uh, so check them out. You go to homebrewlabelawards.com. The entry deadline is... Oh, I wrote it down, and I forget what it is now. Make up. Why'd you write uh, tomorrow? Get going. It's, yeah, it's tomorrow, so do it now. Oh. I, I think it's like the the end of May. You have about a month to to, to yeah, which to gives you like, beer, like a beer week and a half or eight days before <laughs> NHC starts. So yeah, it's probably about right. 
Yeah, for sure, because they need to tabulate all the things. But the earlier that you get your entries in, the more votes you get. And that's right. what it is. So, but, you know, oh, yeah. They run a great booth anyway. It's just fun being over at their booth. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, the Grog Tech folks are awesome. And the Homebrew Label Awards is a really cool idea. So check them out. Enter now. Um, you know, If you don't have any labels, that's the beauty of it. You can go to grogtag.com, of course, and uh, craft something that you want. You can either use their templates or you can just make your own. Um, you know, the things that are funny, don't worry about if it's not graphically awesome because, uh, I was helping them out last year doing this and, uh, there were some pretty terrible ones that made it through because they were funny. Yeah. Like so it, humor like definitely it. wins. Man. You don't have to be good at drawings. You don't have to drawings. be good at drawings yeah. or, or no. pronunciation. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Justin JP, the half label. <laughs> you can do a half label. <laughs> That'd be the awesome. Unicorn dude. and rainbow. Oh. Oh, Yeah. That'd be sweet. Uh, there's a bunch of sponsors. Uh, like I said, Craft Beer uh, and Brewing.com, MoreBeer.com, our favorite sponsor here on the show. Uh, one of them, at least. They're, uh, they're in there for sure. And there's going to be a bunch of different uh, prizes. They have uh, uh, the, the Grog Tag folks are really good at, uh, well, I should say the Home Label Awards folks, are really good at giving prizes away, man. Uh, you guys can win some seriously cool shit. I'm not joking. So check it out. Go to HomebrewLabelAwards.com. That's HomebrewLabelAwards.com. And even if you don't have anything to, to enter, uh, just go there and vote. vote. Be part of the, the process anyways, man. Exercise your right. Exer- it is your right. That it's is your very civic true. duty, actually. It is your duty. It's your stinky duty. Yeah. Okay, I did that. My duty doesn't stink. <laughs> sure it does. It's uh, duty. Okay, we're going to take a break. Please. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to have uh, more live reads. <laughs> Which is going to be awesome. Then we're going to have some beer news. Story and we're going to do right. Twitter games. Twitter. And we're going right. to do a whole bunch of stuff. Thanks for sticking with us, everyone. It's the session. We'll on, be right on back. Monday session. Monday session. Hey. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. In my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. 
For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy.
tuned into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Thanks for sticking around. Got our last break. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some fun stuff. We're gonna do some beer news. We're gonna do the Twitter game. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Doc Brewing. Doc uh, brewed a little bit on uh, the Pico Brew this weekend, and I thought that was pretty uh, you know pretty cool, man. I think it's for the Brewcaster Challenge with him and Tasty. When do we get to the fun stuff though? <sighs> that was it. That's that's about as fun as it gets, man. Oh oh great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You sound like it. I. Good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying real hard yeah. to have emotion in my voice. Uh, and if you want to try real hard to find a great place to buy a bunch of cool ingredients, and more importantly, uh, a, a bunch of Blickman products. I thought, you were, I thought you were going to segue into the Adam and Eve read. Not if yet. If you're trying to get real hard. Not yet. Uh, go to Great Fermentations. They have the largest catalog of said Blickman products. They have the same day shipping on some of main items. Uh, their staff is some of the best trained in using Blickman products. And uh, let's see. What else do they say? They say, oh, they have a BN Army code. That's new. What's the code? It's BN Army 50. B-N-A-R-M-Y 50. You get $1 shipping on all orders over 50 bucks through the end of May. Uh, it excludes bulk grains because those are friggin' expensive <laughs> yeah. to ship, dude. Oh, great. $1 shipping? I'll buy 200 pounds of grain. Yeah. For, well, <laughs> it, you know, I, I, we tried that on more beer once, and people took advantage of it because it's so fucking oh, yeah. expensive to ship. I might ship. have been one of those guys. Bulk grains, maybe. Uh, so it doesn't work. So, But anything else other than bulk grains, everybody, you can get $1 shipping if you spend 50 bucks and use the code BNARMY50 over at Great Fermentations. All right. That's cool. Okay, we got that. Uh, Doc was supposed to be in here, but he's getting a beer, so I'm going to let him slide on that one. Oh. Um, uh, oh here no, comes. Bevo. No, it's Bevo's coming in. Oh, she's getting my glass of water. You're not, Doc. Thanks, dude. Oh, look. What? You guys are the only ones here. Yeah, it's just like the Seven Still Show. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. We're trying to do this uh, three-break format whenever I host the shows because I think we can jam everything in. And uh, I think some of the older generations a right. little thrown off. Right. You, you give all the satisfaction Justin gives in four breaks <laughs> in three. <laughs> but in three, yeah, yeah. for sure. Hey, Tasty, uh, did you ever brew the uh, Brewcaster Challenge beer? That you're doing for with Doc? No, I haven't. Is it you time? Haven't, you haven't done that yet? Because <laughs> I, <know, laughs> I know Doc did it yesterday. Oh, well, then that's my time to yeah. kick in action. Yeah. You know I got the ingredients right there. You know to grew it, right? Okay. I can do whatever I want within the fruit, vegetable, spice Oh, with beer? the fruit and vegetable beer? Yeah, fruit, fruit vegetable, I don't know. Spice. I, 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 don't I, remember. I did all the other styles except these, and so I have no yeah, idea what it is. Yeah, it's fruit. Oh. Fruit, vegetable, uh, It's been so long, spice. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> that's probably, that's part of the problem, dude. Yeah. I got the recipe. I got the, so yeah, it's yeah. fruit, vegetable, spice beer? Yeah. So oh, okay. I'll probably, you know. Whatever. So it's, it's summertime, what spice I'd tell you the use? style, but then when you went to judge it, you know which one's mine. <laughs> I think Doc already did that, actually. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. So that's, why we, that. so that's why we shouldn't even know what style beer it is yeah. until we're tasting it. I think you guys talked about it last Oh, time. really? Okay. Okay. I guess because then we would know if they're unless they're doing the same style base well, yeah. beer. Yeah, there's so many things you could do. With yeah, that's category. true. Huh. I don't think Doc said what style he was. No, doing. I don't think so either. But oh, maybe he did actually. But that's fine. I forget. I don't remember um, it. I just want to 
That chat with him a little is a bit about. very good attribute. I like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so as long as we make sure he doesn't I say don't it feel tonight. So senile when everybody else forgets too. Yeah. Oh, well, we're me. not competing, so d- you care a little bit more than we do. Well, I thought I'd be Just funny and, and make make a style that everybody think would be Doc's. Like and what? Like, oh, like, now. Well, you know, like I'd do a spiced... Uh, Kolsch or, or doppelbach or, lager or, or something like that. Like okay. Doppelbach. Lager with vanilla or something. Oh. A lager with... Okay. Does yeah. that scream Doc? Well, no. Well, it doesn't sound like me, does it? No, you're right. It's a buy thing, you know, like one of the others. Right. No, you're absolutely Whatever. right. What if you just did like it doesn't matter a, a grapefruit <laughs> sculpin clone? In fact, it was just that's a fruit beer. That's a fruit beer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's what Doc would make. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that would totally be it. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying Casey copying Doc would do I that. Go but back. I'm saying that's oh, how you could get around this the fruit well, spice. Not too late. Okay, I'll make that beer. beer. I'll make that beer. And then you might actually want to drink the rest of the the keg. So I just peeked through the window. Well, Doc's just, just fucking chatting out there. Well, well yeah, Doc his. is giving dental advice. Wait, who's he talking to? I don't know. I can't he's see. talking to you. But I told oh, him no. specifically he had 30 seconds to go get a beer and come back in because I need oh. him in here. He yeah. was doling out uh, dental advice. He still is, it looks like. Awesome. Lupe, <laughs> is that what Doc's doing? You want to yeah. fill in for Doc right now? How'd, doc, how'd okay. Doc's brew go? Yeah, how did Doc's brew day go? What an asshole. <sighs> Not you, but Doc. He's a man of the people. Do you want me to go get him? <laughs> um, no, fuck him. We'll, I can just go, like... fine. You're the producer, Bevo. RBF him. What you, does that mean? Resting bitch face. I can just go out there and glare at him until uh, he comes in. You're good at that. You are good at that. It's just the way my face looks. It's not, though. It is. It's mm. not. Like, right now, you don't... Well, because I'm talking to you, and I like you. Oh. With years well, of practice, maybe right that's now, just how it looks. <laughs> maybe, that's, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. You need more practice. I don't know. Yeah, I'll whatever. make that beer. You make that beer? Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's oh. good. Wait, was that only the second break? Uh, or was that the third break? Oh no, that was the second one. That was the second. One. We only did the one right before Jim came. Nice. On. We got another break in us. Oh. You promised me that would be it. So much that, for that half an hour. I lied. Okay, but we can't go a whole hour again. <laughs> we can't do that. No, we can't. I mean, we can't. Yeah, I well, don't care. Look, I'll be honest with you. I'm Just give str- me enough beer. I'll be fine. I'm struggling right now because I had I had a whole right. five minutes playing well, with Doc, and well, now I'm like, I can't just oh, string together something? all the rest yeah. of my live reads. Doc might be back by the next break. Oh God, I, just, I can't. I don't know why. I'm set up for failure in this company. What the fuck? You're doing great. <sighs> I hate my life, Tasty. Right. How are you doing? Doing great. I'll be out <laughs> in. Uh, uh, well, this weekend I'll be at. Uh, the Boonville Beer Festival up in uh, oh, that's right. Oh, that's Valley. I'll be holding court down there. Let's that's do a huge brew fest. Is, yeah. it, is it growing, or are they still kind of trying to? Well, let it's it grow? sort of limited by the number of breweries that they can fit in. So yeah. I think, and they, I think, limit the number of people. It sells out. Do you stay at the brewers' camp? Yeah, or do you have brewers. to stay with the lay people? No, I used to stay at the brewers' yeah. camp. Oh, okay. I don't know why you'd even ask that question. That's, right. <laughs> that's the party. I'm like the mayor down there. I think I have my own like <laughs> event. Yeah. There, you know, oh, nice. Whatever. What is that? People come by. Just the dab, a, I put up the Tasty's the Banner. The Dab Challenge? Tasty's Banner, and I have a beer menu. I get people that donate. Oh, so you, and so yeah, people, people come by, and we, and we chat it up, and they get... It's the crowd I gather that makes it the thing. Like, all the other brewers are there, too. So right, yeah. right. So you, nice. so you have your own little tent. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you have your own beer fest at a beer fest. Well, well in the brewer's well, camp. Kinda, yeah. In the brewer's camp, which is the party. To me, here's how I do it. I go. I get there early on Friday, start the party, get set up. Friday night's like a really good party, right? You, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Because right. everyone's just getting there. They're everyone's not in drunk. good shape. They're not like yeah. hungover from the previous day, or they may be, but most people aren't. 
And then, like, the next morning, everybody screwed up. Then you go to the festival for four hours. Yeah. Well, that you don't want to drink too much at because the next party is Saturday night. Right. Yeah. It's all about the campground. It's all about the campground. Not the it's all about the Brewer's Campground. Well, yeah. actually, oh, I, right. I should say yeah. I've never been on the plebe side. I've been but there. That's pretty awesome, too. It's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Oh, all the drunk chicks. Are you plebeing? Are you plebeing? Do, do people maintain uh, Saturday during the day better than at Firestone? Because at Firestone, Friday was a rager, and then Saturday was pretty mellow yeah. compared to... Friday. At People that work the event, the brewers, they, yeah. they, they yeah, they, they're ready to party Saturday night. Um, it, okay. seems, it seems like it gets over really quick. Uh, most most uh, beer fests are you know, four hours, right? Right. And some seem like they last like a long time. The, the hop grenade one over here. Yeah. By the way, it's not the hot grain one. It's the brewing brewing, one. (laughs) Don't forget who you work for. It's the best I could roll off my tongue at one time. Follow the money. Uh, Follow the money. That's what I'm doing. Why don't we just call it Beverly's Beer Festival? Beverly's Beer Fest. (laughs) The Bevo Fest. Right. Oh, Beef Fest. Beef Fest. We'd get a whole different crowd coming to the Beef Fest. That just got so much creepier. My desire to be there went bam, bam, bam. Creepy. can't wait to see the T-shirt. So, but... Yeah. This, this one just goes so much faster. It's like, wow. Yeah, it does. We're done? Yeah. Go home. <laughs> get get out of here. Get out of here right now. And by home, yeah, we mean fun. back to the brewers. Camp. Well, right. sometimes it's a bus, and people are... Oh. <laughs> we've had people running for the bus. Oh, it, yeah. it, uh, I take the pedicab every time. It's you guys doze or whatever? Oh, yeah, when, when, when we've like, yeah. driven up there and driven all the way back. In one day? Yeah. Oh, wow. Not smart. Uh, well. Well, but they had a bus driver. Smart. Bus driver, yeah, bus driver. Bus. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, but windy roads? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> that road up there is pretty windy. It is. It is. Yes, it is. And that, yeah, the don't sit in the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you have some chunder going to that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Under, yeah. Under chunder. Uh. <laughs> so, Doc, now that you're here. Yes, sir. Um, you brewed on the Pico Brew. Yes, I did. Weekend. And I want to talk to you about it. Because you had never done it before. And you were giving me a bunch of shit about not telling you properly uh, how to use it. Which we thoroughly debunked. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I like don't think so. Here, talk to me about it. Here, use it. I look think it's look for a break. Actually, stop here, it. Look. Stop with your lies. Oh, here, here, here it is. You know, you can find all this shit online. Just, yeah, that's just what go. I did. I actually left it on the porch for you, and then I shut my door. And you, <laughs> you, know, knocked, a, you knocked on the door, and I, I, oh, I parted the blind. I think and there's I, at you and snapped I think there's a again. cat in it. <laughs> you're gonna adopt this too. That's my, where Stocky went. Yeah, my oh. cats may or may not have given birth in there. But cat placenta filters, it's its a whole thing. Yeah. So uh, tell me, how did you like it? I was actually really curious because you're kind of a gadget guy also. Oh, this thing. He's broken. Okay. <laughs> this um, thing. Um, I had great expectations for it because yeah. of a lot of reasons. And I had a lot of. <laughs> um, it, no, because it was the set it and forget it kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the wrong appeal. Well, because you you scroll scroll out a lot. You're easily distracted by a bunch of different shit because you're a busy guy. And this helps you with that. I had the same thing working up to this, getting it all ready for the Pico Brew. And um, once once I got it going, it was, oh, set it and forget it. And I always knew I was going to do a a back-to-back brew because it's two and a half gallons. Okay, so before you get into the brew, we were talking a little bit. What you know, while you were out doling out free dental advice, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, talking talk down the natives. Yeah, yes. not uh, saying the style of the beer uh, because when we go to judge it, we don't want to know what you brewed versus what Tasty brewed. Well, so, exactly. Okay, so when you talk about it, talk about the process, but don't just. I'm just telling you, don't let the cat out of the bag early. And and, and I never us. was. Okay, good. Okay, okay good. Fine. Just checking. Just Fine. Checking. He's right. smart. 
So um, it's a lot of online stuff. So you're, you're looking at uh, uh, formulating your own recipe. Yes. And yeah. what I don't like is when they kind of curtail you. Oh, they, they, they shoehorn you into the corner. You can only do this this mash temperature, this mash temperature. But uh, you can do advanced stuff in there. You don't like working within a set of parameters. You well, like being free, Doc. Kind of like the divorce thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's on a whole trip of being free and doing what oh, he wants to do. Oh, right. exactly. <clears throat> right. So, um, but, for it. but it, 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 it was pretty easy to design a, a simple recipe. Yeah, well, because they're not, they don't really do that. You can kind of do whatever you want. It's right. pretty open. But they, they, it does curtail you a little bit. But they do have an advanced setting. And yeah. they, they do have a for, uh, forum. Yeah. Everybody that's done it before, so you can like talk to them or see what they've done. Yeah. That's all good. Um, How was your process? How was the day of the day actually using it? After gathering everything up, and yeah. I, you know, I I did a lot of looking online, reading that manual five times. <laughs> yeah. um, now that I've done it, it's going to be a breeze. Yeah, um, you have to give it back though. It's mine. It's in my car. You're getting it back tonight. <laughs> okay, tonight okay. and cleaner than I got it. Thank you. Appreciate so, that. Um, but I want to do a back-to-back period yeah. because it's going to be a five-gallon batch no matter what. Okay. And the the in-between, amazing. You basically pull it out, dump all the grain out, you rinse it out, get it kind of clean, and you run, run a, a rinse cycle. Okay. Oh, so, you ran a rinse bin. You don't between. need to, though, between batches, you think? No. I don't think oh, so, yeah. but, well, right. it's Doc. Who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> right, it's Doc. Well, it's easy. You just press the well, button. It does a rinse cycle. Uh, do no, a rinse well, or I do got, a whole I, got, I, got, I have other things to do, so yeah, go out, throw yeah. it in, let it rinse. Rub one up. Pretty much, yeah. So I get it I get it back in, and then I get a patient call me. Oh, well, now we're making no. money. Uh, I need to see you. And I go, and I couldn't see it. This is Sunday night, last night. I What can I do? I couldn't see him Monday morning because I already had... My whole morning booked. He's flying out on a plane on a business trip at 11. Um, okay, I can see you at 9 tonight. I'll drive into the office yeah. and see you. Give me, a, give me a little time. I get this thing set up. Oh, you timed it so you could be doing it. I timed it so I could wow. set up. I got it in. Uh. Got it set up. Drove out there. Drove back. It was, it was in its boil cycle. Everything was good. You don't need to be back until the cooling cycle because yeah. then you gotta, right? You know, pull the pull the keggy keg uh, koozie off of it and put some ice on the thing and all that. You're not needed until that point, and you can look at it online. <laughs> yeah, what it's doing and and everything else. Where it, it, you know maybe it, it reset or shut down or something happened. Right. You can find all that online. You don't have to be right, right. there. So, frankly, I love the thing. <laughs> um, you can set it up. It doesn't make a big mess except for at the end when it foams too much for yeah. me. Yeah. But you can put a blow off on that, blow it off into something else. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I'm thinking, Doc. You get a minion and say, hey, here's here's like a whole bunch of grains. Sit here all day and make me 20 gallons of beer. It's like, you're, you know, because you it's yeah. easy to do the reset, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a high schooler. What's yeah, he doing on a Saturday? Oh, oh, God. I don't think he got off the couch. One, he has six foot radius that he moved all weekend <laughs> <laughs> so you put the pico brew within that six foot radius yeah, yeah tell him he's, he's, he's yeah. running it press the button so we got we got, yeah so 
Dad, what's that smell? That's what I got out of oh, it. Yeah. That's the okay. most I got out of him. Because that's because the you're first brewing time. Inside, no? Yeah, right. for the first time. Oh. Which was not lost on me. Okay. The fact that it was a guilt-free <laughs> brew oh, session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was your first time in the house. My first, oh. No, well, it was my first guilt-free brew session, yeah. period, because... We're going to apologize for not paying attention to something else. I, I, a, yeah. year, a year since I moved out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hadn't brewed since. Okay. But the fact I'm back in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I got it's in the kitchen. I got that. <laughs> in the kitchen again. I got that all done. Uh, did not this this does not make a mess. Yeah, it's you, right. There's really no place to make a mess. It's you know, you know, yeah, it's a, a drip here, drip there. There's no spillage, no nothing. It, it just it goes. Yeah. Um. At the, at the end, mm-hmm. I was tired. <laughs> because because it was it was my first two with them, but I, I bet the next time, yeah, it'll be so easy. Oh, the the best thing was the between the two brews. Yeah, I know it's going back to back brews. So easy, really. I pull this thing out. I just get it. I rinse every, all the old grains out of it. Okay, and I run it again because you're doing because you're going into a five gallon conical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And I wanted to go. Minimum time in between. If you've done back to back with any kind of all grain system, yeah. Oh shit, you're <laughs> rinsing everything out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. it's a pain, it's a pain yeah. in the ass. Yeah, this was ultimately yeah. easy. I, I I knew going in, I'm, I'm back to back, back to back. So. Okay, and it was there you go. It was great. So easy. I didn't mess up my kitchen. Um, and it's your kitchen. It's my kitchen. <laughs> right. There's nobody there. You can mess it up if you want to. Nobody bitched at me. Yeah. Just, your, just your lazy teenager going, what's that smell? I, that's the, that's you go the, like, that's fuck the, you. That's down. the worst I got. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you, haven't <even laughs> done, you haven't even done the dishes yet. Exactly. <laughs> Is it what's that smell? Is it, 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 that's a bad smell? Like well, it fucking stinks? Frankly, I've been trying to get him to take a shower all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you. And yeah, it's a little stanky. But... This uh, this thing is just—it's a good smell. Some people poo-poo it because it's like, oh, it's kind of hands off. Yeah. It's not. It's still an all—it's uh, still all grain. Yeah, it's yeah. not a shortcut. It's a little hands off, but it's not. But I it's like not a the hands off thing. I've been I've exactly. from a wart maker for a long time. Like, it should be something that just makes wart right after, one after the other. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm talking about like continuous making it, like a, some sort of like cylinder where there's grains being pushed in one end and time to get out the other. They're spent and there's. I don't know. Like, you could like, feel like I do a 10-barrel batch out of this thing that does like you know, a gallon a minute or something. Yeah, you know, it doesn't kick off the grain when it's done or anything like that. <laughs> but um, but it's, it's easy because there's not that much. But you, it's, it's an all-grain system, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it is automated to the point where it's set it and forget it. Um, I, have, I have some tweaks that I want to do to it that kind of piss me off. Like what? Uh, I didn't like the foam coming off the top. Um, I had it in a, a big. I could have it in my my laundry sink, yeah. which worked really well because it's about the same height as the as the Pico brew. Um, but in a, I could fill it up with cold water, change out the cold water, put ice water in there. Oh yeah, man! Eh, but I still want to run, you know, a, a chiller in the middle of that. Yeah, you can right. definitely do that. Um, but but with that. two and a half gallons, I'm really worried about. Chiller loss. Yeah. 
Well, that's why they don't. That's why it doesn't really come with one. Yeah, because there's, there's a little, but it'll push it out. But I've got that so. really small uh, diameter uh, stainless steel coil. Yeah, so <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's gonna happen. Uh, but that because it's I've got it to cool down a lot faster. But still, it's, it's too hands on with the, with the with the cooling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. When, when I do it, it's um, it, you know I, I put in a bucket with some water and, and let let that water get hot, dump it out. Let right. that water get hot, dump it out. Then I start you're putting, putting some the, ice you're packs. About the keg? Yeah, the keg. Uh, yeah, okay. and then put some ice yeah. packs in. Colder switch water. that out. Then then ice, and you know I can get it down in about half an hour. And so that, that's what I've done. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's this big sink. It's a, right next to where I have the thing. Yeah, and, utility sink kind of thing. Uh too much hands-on. So yeah. if we're See, if we're gonna make this all hands-on, right. I wanted this thing to. You can easily hook it into uh, your chiller. Yeah, yeah. In, in just put some quick in, disconnects. In, yeah, right. In the line, break the line, and and the, it would just it would be so much. You'd have the yeast in the keg already. You, you went from can. worrying about not being hands-on enough to now complaining about how hands-on you have to be. In order well, my, to chill. my my oh, yeah. <laughs> from a, my, brew, my, brew, my brew house was pretty hands-off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now you're back to ding, 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 push a couple <laughs> buttons. Oh, oh, oh three way switch, yeah. switch, 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 and that's. I had to be there for that, but yeah, it's, it's still. I didn't. I didn't lift things and pour things. It was all pump this and that. And I you, missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would too if but, I had it at one but time. But this, but this thing. The only big complaint I have about this thing is two and a half gallons. Right. Yeah. If it was five gallons, you buy ten of them. <laughs> but wouldn't need to. <laughs> but I, and maybe I need to buy two now. Maybe that's but true. If you had two, then you could make five gallons. In I one bought a five-gallon conical just so I could brew with this thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, or you just make love a two style. and a half gallon conical. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why would you do that? So, I, this, that's okay, a dumb it, idea. It, but this, it, and actually. With the with the back to back brews, yeah. it was actually kind of good because the first brew uh, came out a little too uh, under gravity, which, which is what I wanted. Okay, for the beer I'm brewing. Okay, so I'm not giving you any clue. <laughs> Please don't do that. Thank you. <laughs> no. very and uh, the second one, I, I I went online. Yeah, do, 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 I, I changed it, <laughs> and it came back as he's on AOL. That's Jason, what sounded Jason, good Jason Petros, uh, whatever. It was the next level of. Of the next uh, of the recipe, okay, and so it uh, synced with that. Yes, it does. Yes. Because I changed, I changed parameters. Oh, I, you I, changed the name and all that kind of shit. No, 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 I didn't okay. change any of that. Okay. All I all I did was change, uh, whatever it, whatever you did to adjust. Yeah. I, okay, I, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. So, I, so I, I adjusted uh, grain grain. It's too much work. How much grain was in there? Because I with the with the second one. Yeah. I made it a lot more. Uh, fermentable. Okay. Wait, change the temperature. Is that what you? Did? Oh, I yeah, Oh, I, I went, the first one was the one forty, uh-huh. and then the second one was like one forty three. But uh-huh. I used a lot more grain in the second one. Uh-huh. Okay. So and they all they blended. Yeah. Uh, oxygenated at two in the morning and pitched, and they were pumping at six in the morning when, nice. I, when I got up. That's nice. good. Wow, great. That's three hours of sleep. You know, I'm good. <laughs> How much do you think Doc sleeps usually? Hey, Monday's his day know. off, and I mean he gets off. <laughs> that's, 
Speaking of getting off, Tasty. Oh, here it is. It's the oh. moment you've all been waiting for. I have been waiting for this, actually. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm going to try to be quiet. Get in the mood. <laughs> Uh, if you can be quiet through this uh, through this live read, I'll 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 be really surprised. Uh, okay, well, I don't think so. <clears throat> Did you use the old intro? What was it? Guys, uh, you want me to use the old one? The uh, old old what one. What was the first the first line? All right, we'll do. What that was it? What is it? Let me. I'm looking this at it right gentleman now. Gentlemen, or something. Are you getting enough? Are you getting enough? I think it's fellas. Fellas? Oh. Yeah, let's see oh. what it is. Oh. That's our audience. <laughs> let's see what <laughs> yeah, our right. audience That's is. That's a Jerry Lewis movie. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Beverly. Yeah, you <laughs> She's glaring at me because she's read it. Let me ask you a question, Beverly. read it. Are you getting enough? Yes. Oh, girl. Are you but I bet you love more, right? Enough of your bullshit. Hey, Lupe. Sure. Lupe. Let me ask you a question, Lupe. Are you getting enough? Oh, yeah. I bet you like more, right? here right? in the room. Always, always. Well, adamandeve.com wants to give you more, Lupe. So you go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll receive 50% off just about any one item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free exclusive gift, and to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So they finally said what the exclusive gift is. Oh, oh. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Fuck. It's called the clip bumper. What? Right. Uh, yeah. um, that's um. for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. that Do good. not point to me and Usually. say that's for her. <laughs> that's for her. <laughs> it's called the clip bumper. <clears throat> I bet it is. Let's be professional. Um, the it, it gives you the ideal pleasure ring for couples. That's what it is. It's the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He will love the way the love ring lets him stay harder for longer. Okay. Wait, so is it a clip bumper or is it a love ring? It's a, it's a ring. And JP, have you ever used Go a ring? in the library. JP, okay. have what? you ever used a ring on your cock? I've never heard of this, <laughs> such a thing. It's torture. Ever, ever. 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 I just use my wedding ring because it just slides right. Uh, right well, away. he'll love the way. He'll love it's the way. It's about the same size. He'll, it will increase the strength of the orgasm. Uh, what she'll love. Uh, Beverly is. She'll love the way the pleasure. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't say your name and say this. Tasty. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jesus. Tasty. She'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. Oh my oh. god. All of Films them. Are sweet. Can't, can't All resist of those them. pleasure nubs. Well, well, how big is this nub? The unique uh, bumper. <laughs> and how many sweet spots? To, I don't want it to embarrass me. The unique bumper will stimulate her clitoris. It's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit, made of premium silicone. It's waterproof, which I would imagine it would be, uh, and it's compatible with Free all silicone. water-based lubes. AdamandEve.com and use code BNARMY at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y Please. at AdamandEve.com. Use code BNARMY at AdamandEve. I'm going to check out that product. .com. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the new What's that thing called again? What's that thing it's called, called the Pleasurizer It's nub, called the clip, the clip bumper. The clip, clip bumper. bumper. How, have, how have I made it this long without... Pleasure nubs in my life. <laughs> I, I, who, who's, who's to say that you've made it? Oh, I guess not. I yeah, haven't been making that's it. That's the whole that's idea. The you can up your game here with this stuff. Oh. <sighs> Seriously. Oh, yeah, now someone, I'm interested. Someone in the chat room was like, yeah, the kids are on the couch and I had to mute it because of that life. <laughs> oh. Dude, I've been swearing up a storm since 630. Like, you know. Yeah. Are oh, they here that? They're okay with fuck, but pleasure nubs. <laughs> no, it, it, okay, most parents don't scream at each other and use the word clit. Yeah, clit. But oh, it's okay. it, that's what it is. It's a scientific it's a sci- it's science, doc, and I I I forbid you. No, it's human anatomy. anatomy. Isn't that science? 
Works for me. Let's see. There you go. All right, we're going to we're going to take a you break and cool down in this room because I'm, I'm uh, going to use the yeah. little later. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little uh, a little bumpy. Yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yes, please go to the bathroom. When we come back, we're going to do the Twitter game. We're going to do some beer news, and, and we're out. We're gonna, and then we're going to go home. Doc has things to do. Oh, I uh, do. It's the session. Everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brood. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four packed tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Hey, it's Brandon again from Drake's Brewing Company. We've gotten together with our friends at Bike East Bay to announce the fourth annual NorCal Session Fest on May 21st from 1 to 5 p.m. in Jack London Square. Come hang with over 35 craft breweries as they once again prove the big flavor doesn't have to come from strong beer. And all beer at the event will be under 5% ABV. Enjoy selections of beautifully crafted, full-flavored, and super-refreshing session beers while helping to support Bike East Bay's mission of bringing better, safer biking to the East Bay community. There'll be food, a free bike ballet, and live music that will set the soundtrack for your session beer drinking good times. Tickets are just 30 bucks and include a commemorative glass, and 10 beer tasting tickets. Mark your calendars for May 21st and visit drinkdrakes.com for more information. A few 
some things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit at the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com Last year, on the first Saturday in May, 11,000 participants brewed more than 19,000 gallons of beer. It's National Homebrew Day. This year, on May 7th, fellow homebrewers around the world will join in the global celebration of the greatest hobby there is, homebrewing. The American Homebrewers Association encourages you to be a part of this epic brew day. Go to homebrewersassociation.org and click on Big Brew National Homebrew Day. There you'll find this year's official recipes for extract and all grain brewers. If you're going to host a public event, register it as well. The AHA provides promotional materials like posters, Zymergy magazine, and display signs. And don't forget to raise a glass at noon central time for a worldwide simultaneous Toast to homebrewing. Big Brew on National Homebrew Day. Be a part of it this May 7th. Visit homebrewersassociation.org for more details. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery. Four Stacks Brewing, bringing the best of the West Coast style and attitude. Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach, Florida. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. 
You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Got a little bit of beer news here for you. Um, and like I said, we'll do the Twitter game, and we'll get out of here. But first, uh, you guys know about Beersmith. I just want to mention Beersmith real fast. Go to oh, Beersmith.com. Uh, 21-day free trial. If you want some free software that helps you make better beer, which is not a whole lot out there, to, let's be honest, uh, go to Beersmith.com. Uh, you know, again, while we're keeping it 100 here on the Brewing Network, yeah. uh, more of you need to be using Beersmith. Uh, I, I actually, right when I was brewing on the the Pico, yes. uh, yeah, they're... Calculations and stuff. I <laughs> I went back to Beersmith to double check them, double check them, <laughs> and keep them honest, and keep it on and make myself feel better that okay, this this is what I'm getting. Well, that's good that yeah. you're able to use it for as as a backup just to make sure. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, there's someone making those well, numbers happen. Okay, so. there's also a thing that I should be able to import my recipes. I to, think you. To, I think you can. The, I think you can. Um, I'll ask Andy. Couldn't figure that. that one out. Yeah. I'll ask Andy. I think you can do that. Actually. Oh no, it says import. Uh, I know they were talking about that and when we were up there. I would love to import it. Yeah. I think you have to export in the the beersmith as a certain file. Yeah, yeah, maybe that a might CSV be. or yeah, something, so and then it, it'll do it. This is all new to me this whole weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> this whole weekend thing. I use. Uh, no, it's, it's been coming uh, a couple of weeks, but that's true. Uh, I did one time. That's what it felt yeah. like that. Yeah, but uh, I would really like to uh, use Beersmith, formulate in there, and then import it into the uh, Pico brew. I th- yeah, I'll, I think you can, uh, but I'll check on that and um, I'll update it you did, later. It wasn't easy. I tried a couple times. Yeah. Got frustrated. Yeah. Quit. Found yeah. something else to do. Yeah. I, I read the manual again, <laughs> <laughs> basically. But right. when, once I was done, that was all good, but just... Being able to do that recipe formulation, yeah, and put it in there, yeah, awesome. it work. It worked awesome. Okay, great. All right, let's do some beer news real fast. <clears throat> There's a couple cool stories. Uh, now more than ever, a beer slogan comes to life: "Hooray beer!" The rallying cry of Red Stripe echoes loudly through the halls of justice yeah. as the brewery valiantly fought off beer's most uh, beer's most recent false advertising lawsuit. Uh, this is the guy's real name, Dumas. Or dumbass, dumbass? as I'm going to call him. D-U-M-A-S. Okay. Uh, versus Diago, which are the importers of Red Stripe. And I want to say that they're the brewers also, but I didn't really... Dumbass is the off. brewer? Diago. Oh. Dumbass is the... Um, Sue the the guy who's suing people the, the sewer, sewer. Yeah. okay uh, can, oh is the offended customer or something yes, the, yeah. the, the plaintiff so, Dumas via Diago the importers of Red Stripe contend that the beer's marketing uh, tricked consumers into believing that the beer is brewed in Jamaica from Jamaican ingredients when in point of fact it's actually brewed right here in the good old U- in the good old U S of A Pennsylvania to that be would exact. be wrong if it was in Jamaica. so many yeah. other beers would have that same issue. Well, that's the point. And so, like, the Blue Moon issue, and we have... Um, what's the latest one? I reported a couple of weeks ago. Well, like, There's another uh, one class action saying that this is not Heineken, actually brewed right? here. No? Heineken, maybe? Oh, yeah. Which import? one was that? I forget now. I know. I, I mean, like, this dumbass is probably going to be, wait, Kona's not made in Hawaii? It's brewed <laughs> yeah, in, right. in the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> what? 
Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's uh, pretty... Uh, here, we got a message here in the chat room, Doc. He says, uh, this guy, Timothy, says, yeah, you can import from Beersmith to Pico. I had to import to my new computer, and there's a tutorial, I guess. So it's out there in the universe. Oh, that, that thing I didn't want to read? And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does yeah. require reading. Uh, central to the plaintiff's argument, which is dumbass, was the description of the beer, which Diego calls a, quote, Jamaican-style lager. Style. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that it contains, quote, the taste of Jamaica. That's still Huh. What is that? That's so they're very issue. ambiguous. Right. Right. These guys be in Jamaica. Uh, a judge dismissed the case, concluding that, quote, no reasonable consumer would be misled or misled into thinking that Red Stripe is made in Jamaica with yeah. Jamaican ingredients based on the wording of the packaging and labeling. Unless you're a dumbass. Unless yeah. you're a dumbass. Right? Well, I mean, he probably thinks that all all French toast and French fries are made in France. He might. He might. Poor guy. Yeah, all these, all these surprises that the, are right around the corner for him. Oh, across the bear. man. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. We should start a Kickstarter for that guy. <laughs> to get him a I feel lo- sorry for him. To get him a lobotomy? <laughs> Just something, yeah. Front, a frontal lobia. This guy shouldn't be... This guy should not be purchasing things. I, I, I just don't no, understand. How can we make him stop? Uh, he brought his case under several California statutes and also alleged negligent and intentional misrepresentation. Well, and the lawyer who's representing this guy. Oh, should be, should be disbarred. disbarred. Yeah. Somebody's butt hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if he's he, getting paid. What's he? So well, he's he's going to get paid or pro if bono this is a settlement. Something, yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't take it. That I don't think the lawyer yeah. would do this for pro bono. Well, maybe not. I don't no, know. I would do that. Can't okay, you pay me? I'll fuck off. Yeah, I'll try it. think you can do it. I'll throw spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. Um, so you, do, you do anyway. I do anyway, yeah, <laughs> in my off times. Uh, the judge says uh, more specifically why uh, he threw the, um, threw the case, he dismissed the case. He says the mere fact that the words Jamaica and Jamaican appear on the packaging does not support a conclusion that consumers would be confused about the origin and ingredients of the beer. Uh, the statements on Red Stripe were similar to those made with respect to a Swiss army knife, just as the word Swiss modified army in this case jamaican modifies style and does not con- uh, connotate the actual place of production red stripes display of the words jamaican style and similar claims are similar to blue moon making a belgian style wheat ale and harpoon making a belgian style pale ale uh the words taste of jamaica is too vague and meaningless to form the basis of a false advertising claim <laughs> Uh, uh, Bex was the other one. Oh, that's right. That's no, who it was. That's Red, a, Red Stripe presents different facts from the facts that gave rise to the false advertising case involving Bex, where the labeling right. and packaging stated are or, uh, originating in Germany. Yeah, that looks German. Brewed under the German purity law. And Oh, no, it was... Oh, fuck. It was the Belgian... Um, not Lefe. Was it Lefe? Oh, it was Lefe. Yeah. yeah. About. Uh, where it, uh, people thought it was brewed in an abbey because there's a picture of an right. abbey. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so there yeah, you go. So, hey, yeah, the words justice mat- was served. Hooray beer. So the words yeah. matter, basically, is what the judge is saying. Yes. But if you only read every other word, then you, you, you obviously yeah. get a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. it, it's not the brewery's fault. No. It's so not the brewery's read. fault. No, yeah. you're a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, gluten-free is all the rage, and that rage of, is, of course, being transferred to the beer industry with an increasing demand for beer sans gluten. Now an Aussie maltster has developed the world's first gluten-free barley called Whoa. Kabari. K-E-B-A-R-I. Gluten-free foods are the, one of the world's fastest-growing consumer trends, with sales expected to grow over 10% a year until 2020, which will make that market segment worth around $7.5 billion. Mm-hmm. With a B. 
While the new gluten-free Kabari barley actually contains minute amounts of gluten, the CSIRO, or, uh, uh, which is Australia's Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization, said it has 10,000 times less gluten than traditional strains, or about five parts of gluten per million, which is below the 20 parts per million for classification by the World Health Organization as a gluten-free grain. Would that pass in the U.S.? Yeah. So that would pass as gluten-free yeah, in the U.S. also? I think part of the problem is we're, a lot of people are using the World Health Organization's classification as gluten-free, but oh. I don't think that there's a solid ba- uh, consistency on what gluten-free should be in the States. Oh, there's not. I think. I don't know. Oh. No, it's 20. 20. Is it 20? So we're just adopting Under 20? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Kibari, barley, Kibari barley is not a product of genetically modified farming. Oh, my God. Everyone Oh, panic. thank God. Yeah, geez. Uh, but a decades program of breeding out the gluten by cross-bre- cross-breeding low-gluten barley varieties. That is a fucked up sentence. Wow. Uh, and in case you doubt the demand for such a malt, more than 70 tons has already been sold to European brewer Radeberger. But does it taste good? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I, I'd want to do a side-by-side. What's side. the protein? What's the, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good questions. Any All sugars good questions. in there? Yeah. All great yeah. questions. I imagine, I mean, if Radeberger, which is a giant European brewer, and this well, article, How much did they buy? 70 tons. That's a lot of tons. It's a lot of tons. Metric tons or U.S. tons? I would tell you, <laughs> yes, metric, because it's, it's an Australian... Thing. I guess, yeah. It's all yeah, I imagine there. you get a yeah. order of big quantities since it's being I think say tons. Whatever. Tons. 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 It's tons. still tons. We'll tons. find out. Tons. Tons of tons. Right. I assume the, the monster did some tests and stuff, right? I, mean, I would guess. I mean, if it's fit yeah. to, to market yeah. and to use in brewing, well, I mean, it would curious. have to taste we well, Yeah, but I mean, people sell sorghum to brewers, and that doesn't really make good gluten-free beer. Sorry no, to it, all those sorghum but it makes or beer. It does. Well, right. That's my point. I just is wonder if you select they'll out, sell it. it. Doesn't have to taste good. I don't know. Mm. If you select out the gluten, or are you selecting out something else at the same right, time? Right. Yeah. Like, you're yeah losing probably. other proteins yeah, that, that like actually that helps make a difference. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And starches. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. find out. Yeah. We'll find out, fellas. I, I don't have the answers to these questions. I'm sorry. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, it's good good food I'm for thought. What is wrong with you? Can we think? Yeah. Not really. A lot. Yeah. We just get us some of that beer whenever. We don't have time to think about it. Hey, This is the last break. We don't have time for to get into that. New York is about to slowly crawl into the 21st century with regards to alcohol sales. Something called the Alcohol Beverage Control Law Group presented New York Governor Andrew Cuomo with several suggestions on modernizing the state's liquor laws, some dating back to the end of Prohibition. On the top of the list, allowing booze to be sold on Sunday mornings, which is still illegal, apparently, in a lot of places. Yeah. In oh, a lot of part of oh, this just thing. Sunday morning. Oh, yeah, bloody in Minnesota, areas are mimosas. The entire yeah, this day. is just New York. In Minnesota, it's the entire day. But right. in, in New York, just Sunday morning. So Sunday afternoon, you could afternoon you could go, go buy alcohol. Yes, oh, oh, and, and, oh. yeah, that, which is oh. relatively new. Uh, <clears throat> the panel noted that the state previously loosened the restrictions on Sunday sales at a package at packaged liquor stores and for beer sales at grocery stores. Liquor stores were allowed to open on Sundays starting in 2003, so previous to that, they weren't allowed to do that at all. The hours that grocers can sell beer were expanded in 2006. That change moved the prohibited hours from between 3 a.m. and noon to between 3 a.m. and 8 a.m. Now, don't the bars stay open until 4 in fucking New York? So you can leave the bar and keep the party raging. By going by the store and getting more beer. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> well, if they begin an hour off, that's a good idea. Well, that's what I'm thinking. If you yeah. dose just right. 
<laughs> if you plan ahead. If you plan ahead. If yeah. you're a real player, you got that coming. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you got a you got a bunch of beer where you're going already. Yeah. yeah, apparently a lot of these places uh, are affected, you know, by sports bars and shit like that really want this for, like, overseas games or international games. Oh, yeah, they start at 9 people, o'clock or something. Yeah, or where people morning, are, like, yeah. watching soccer, like, 8.30 and they're oh, drinking oh, yeah. soda pop until noon. Yeah. And that's just, you know, whatever. So uh, uh, That makes sense. Among some of the other changes, uh, the, the Alcohol Ugh. Beverage Control Law Group presented to uh, Governor Cuomo was uh, auth- uh, authorizing wineries to allow customers to take home partially finished bottles of wine. And letting wineries sell wine in, refi- in refillable growlers. Huh? That'd be kind of cool. A growler of do, wine. I think a growler of that other, yeah. Do other states allow partially consumed wine that's to be taken? Well, that's that's open, like that's an open, open container yeah, in a yeah, lot of other places. Yeah. I don't know. In a lot of other places. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you cork it and you know, like put some seal on it. Or I guess. <laughs> they wax dip. Yeah, yeah they may that. cork yeah, it maybe. right there for you and like put a yeah, yeah. Put the, yeah. Heat, uh, the shrink, shrink sleeve on, on or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Put a little plastic cover yeah. over there. Yeah, uh, they're also talking about doing a bunch of other weird shit like consolidating the types of licenses. Uh, apparently, the state has nine types of liquor licenses. Only nine? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. California might have um, that many. Scattered yeah. through has three like articles yeah. Yeah. the alcohol beverage control law. So there's just a ton. Uh, anyway, it, it, redu- it would reduce the number to three. You have a one license for beer, a second for wine and beer, and a third mm. for establishments that served uh, beer, wine, and liquor. Hey, and so, better. Yeah, and, and just uh, apparently there's a backlog of... Uh, it, anyway, a bunch of cool shit happening in New York if you, uh, if you sell booze or Good hell. Good for them. If you get yeah. hella drunk. Uh, and Onward and upward. Like, yeah. Last but not least, uh, something that weighs heavily on my heart, and it's not cholesterol. <clears throat> Prince is dead. Darlings, oh, of the, <laughs> darlings of the Belgian-style beer world and staunch defenders of the anti-IPA movement, Monkish, down in Torrance, oh, no. have thumbed their noses at their own values and have started oh, no. brewing IPA. I feel like I don't know oh, them anymore. Oh, my fucking God. You remember really? Monkish? They yeah, Henry and Brian. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Henry and Brian were right here. Yeah, okay. IPAs, Doc. We will not do IPAs because everybody else That's has what they to said. have an IPA. Yeah. Everybody said yeah. that. Yeah. That's they had they a said. sign in their tasting room. In a lengthy blog post, the fellows at Monkish explained this shift as something that was always in their business plan to do. However, they did not have the hops necessary to brew great tasting IPAs when they first opened, so they shifted their focus to Belgian style beers. Oh, oh I see. They never said they'd claim to do not make an IPA. They did, um, but I think they're changing it now. Well, that they didn't they're making, say they were saying they're brewing. Plan. Uh, they, they were, were lying, weren't they? If if they're, lying. Someone was lying. Yeah. One or the other. Whatever. Dog. My thoughts yes. is they should kind of do the, the Pliny thing. Yeah. We only have so much. Bam, bam, bam. Oh. You come between this time and this time. Yeah. And, and you got it. And you get it. Stagger oh. the release. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I think that's what they're doing. Uh, you may remember from their interview last year and the video we made when we crashed their place, the infamous no IPA sign. Well, they pulled that down about six months ago. And they burned it? And they burned it. <laughs> Maybe they should have eaten it. Uh, while it started yeah. as a joke in the brewery as an explanation to customers as to why they don't make IPAs, it clearly no longer fits their current beer lineup. Uh, but wait... <laughs> There's more outrage to the story. Not oh, only no. are Monkish starting up an IPA program, as they call it, but they are bringing what can only be described as the worst trend in beer to oh, the West no. Coast. The New England IPA. Oh. 
Well, yes, <laughs> all of the newly minted beers at Monkish are gravy IPA, that cloudy, milky effect that we have broken down on this show before, leaving a bad taste in many listeners' minds, much like those yeast and hop particles do in the beer. Well, oh, at least they're oh, making I, an IPA that will not sell. I know. I know. So then who, they'll still get to focus on yeah, their yeah, so. and all they'll the be able to right in the Who's place, JP yeah. voting for? <laughs> we know. Yeah. The ye- these yeast and hop cultures are being canned and only sold across the bar at the brewery. So if Can't, you want to okay. make, if you want to drink slurry, go to the brewery. I'm. I, it really disappointed me. I was really or, kind of pissed off at that. They would yeah. only serve those beers. Have a homebrew uh, uh, draft. A homebrew right. brand. Oh, we exactly. control the freshness. Right. There's a lot of stealing agents. And in my in, in my mind, draft at the tasting room, and that's it. Yeah. You can't even distribute those beers, in, in yeah. my mind. Well, no, you can't. Maybe in small containers, like six <laughs> Yes. If, maybe if you're self-distributing. Yeah. But I wouldn't even trust it to a distributor oh, no, that no. it's going to go sit in their warehouse for a month. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, Doc. I get you there. What are you doing? Small Nicaraguans. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean something? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> okay, it's about distributorship and like small Nicaraguans. Yeah, <laughs> you would trust small Nicaraguans. Yeah. Oh, okay. To do what? Distribute his beer. To shock <laughs> everyone. Doc has lost his mind. Oh yeah. You have a stroke. <laughs> yeah. A death pool. Death pool. <laughs> oh. I don't know what's happening. Uh, <clears throat> the oh, that's are great news. Down. That's beer news. Hey, yeah, oh, that's it? Yeah. That's beer news. Roll that's the it. outro. Way to end on a down note. I don't you, even have any You've lost control. Have <laughs> to the Nicaraguans? <laughs> okay, let's, let's whip it back into... Let's drink oh, that barley go. wine they left here. No, let's chuck that barley wine. Uh, twi- hey, Twitter game. Let's talk Twi- about the Twitter, Twitter game. game. Okay, let's talk about it. All right, what was the Twitter game again? Uh, the Twitter game... Which was wh- brought to you by Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com for all of your trademark and copyright needs. Yes, it was. Um, the Twitter game was, how will the world mourn the passing of us? That's true. Wow. The passing that of the brewcasters. That is what the Twitter game was. And uh, you were saying in the break that this is probably I think the, the response greatest. is, yeah, this is my best Twitter game. Okay. I, and, oh, he's because like, I, th- I think let's just they're the funniest that. answers, is and it a, also is like, these people get us. I is think. this all at once? Well, we don't, we don't pretend to be anybody else but ourselves <laughs> yeah, here. Right. Or, or worse... Than not all at once. We're just or we're, worse than not all. We're getting at once. like ticked off a list all during the year. We're on some tiny Nicaraguan. Yeah, it's list. like oh, <laughs> January, February, April. Yeah. Oh well, March was a good month. Oh for us. yeah, yeah. And then we're, we're just somebody's gonna say, "Don't do it anymore." <laughs> Oh, I can't man. imagine anyone saying that after listening to our show. I really uh, go ahead, Warren. What uh, what kind of answer? Especially when I'm looking here. All right, all right. Write right this down. You're good. All right, Nelson says, "Like the passing of a Monday morning bowel." Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not starting at the beginning. That was the issue. Nelson was waiting. Oh, in the middle. so so bowel moment. You know, yeah. would have been better at the beginning. From one pro to another. Just, I should have kept I, going. I, I find that it helps if you start from the beginning of a sentence when you read it. Just, uh, just roll, roll, roll with it. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't starting at the beginning of the Twitter list. Nelson, oh. Nelson was down in the middle. I would do that also. That's oh. my second yeah. tip. Right. Yeah. So I, I scrolled up now. Blame, I'm at the beginning. Blame, Blame, baby. Blame oh. the Twitter. Blame the All right. Twitter. Doug W. starts us off with, pour a porter on the carpet. Okay. Oh, I like that. Um, right. I like that. Frank Harris says, I would say brewing, but let's be realistic. <laughs> uh, Just true. cut time for that. 
True. No, no. I don't. We don't do that anymore. Uh, Keith says, oddly, listen to a lot of Prince albums. Oh. It's not that um, odd. It's Is it? No. Okay. Oh. No. Sugar Valley Brewer says. Wow. Yeah, right? He Where's cheated. He I don't know. Jesus on Twitter. Uh, he says, you know, they were mostly a bunch of no talent hacks, but damn it. But damn if Bevo didn't have a mighty fine ass. <laughs> That's number one on my list, right. Sugar Valley yeah. Brewer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 continue? Oh, any oh. chance to say that? <laughs> you, if you could just say mighty, mighty fine ass one more time, and that's Sugar, I'll, be, I'll be fine with yeah. all. <laughs> Sugar, we need more songs from you, dude. Right. Come on, stop Oh, wait. What, what did Sugar Valley say? <laughs> Which time? Could you say it? One more, Wacka wacka? No, no, repeat it one more time. Oh, you want his tweet? Oh, uh, yeah. What did he say? Uh, you know... They were mostly a bunch of no-talent hacks, but damn if that Bevo didn't have a mighty fine ass. Ooh, and it kind of rhymes. Look oh, yeah, that it's that good. Was, Very poetic. I think it's a new song. Ass. Ass. Yeah. Sure, kind of. She, she didn't cringe so much. You could say worse. He has, he has. said worse. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All, right, that's All right, that's just a chorus. Uh, Scotty B says, with tasty cookies, sessionable beer, and a month-long orgy of debauchery and decadence. Huh, sounds like my will and testament. That's what I mean. <laughs> I've got online the party, and then, then there would be cookies for sure. Right. Oh, man. Uh, ben the Brewer says, spreading their ashes over a, over the course of a beer mile and then lighting an eternal flame fueled by the BN bunker fumes. That's Ooh. pretty good. Yeah. Oh, like, oh man. Oh, that was, uh, that's nice. Right. Does that fit in 256 characters? Or? <laughs> he did it in one tweet. Nice work, Ben. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's um, next? Chris Makes Beer says, a beer-soaked Grieve job while listening to Journey. Yeah. Oh, Chris. While listening uh-huh. to Journey, I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. listen to Toto. He gets us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Larry says, Well, since we will only miss Bevo and Tasty, get baked and go to Disneyland. <laughs> Sounds so, amazing. <laughs> Tony? Although I've never been baked, uh, but it does Larry. sound amazing. Larry. What? 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 Really? You should do it baked. Imagine being baked and at Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, Conrad says the world would sound a lot like the crowd at NHC during the reading of the Homebrew Club of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I don't know if they're booing for the uh, standing for being dead yeah. or if they're booing one last time. Well, I, I think it's a mix between cheers and boo. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. it's, it's kind of yay the boo and uh, yeah. boo the yay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Nelson says, like the passing of a Monday morning bowel movement, crying and sweating over the bitter... Bittersweet release of too many bad decisions. Oh, 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 oh! Um, that nasty. Okay, that, yeah. That, that'd be a bit so now we know what his morning, his Monday morning bowel movements are like. <laughs> right. Um, Lloyd says a memorial. A memorial will be constructed of burning camper parts, nut nutters, deck shoes, <laughs> and empty growlers. Who, the, who the smell. That? The smell uh, of burning nutters. Lloyd. Lloyd. Okay, that was yeah. pretty good. I'll yeah, give I like that. that. I, I mean, like those that. are all things that we like. Burning. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sum it up. Burning. Yeah. Uh, Sean says, Rootcasters who? Fair. Oh. Yeah, which is fair. Fair. Super fair. Yeah. Um, Probably the fairest. <laughs> of them all. Some would say. Uh, Ricky says, all would place their brewing equipment on a raft and torch it. With a flaming arrow as it floats it to eternity. <laughs> Viking style. You're right, yeah. We get a Viking burial. All right. Um, Paul says, 
If one of us could hit the fucking raft. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. First, you got to practice archery. Yeah, well, if Warren's the only one left, we're fucked. That's true. Oh, that thing's yeah. never lighting. No. He's going to shoot the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, uh, Warren would figure out some math equation to figure out exactly where to shoot it so that it would work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it would work. Uh, would Paul work. said, they passed? I'm still catching up on the archives. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, too. That's uh, funny. It is good. Uh, Timothy said... By moving out of their parents' basement and getting a job, finally. <laughs> uh, Mark says... That's not funny. Right. You don't ever get, need to get a job. Right. Listeners. Uh, Mark says, <laughs> with, with a wake full of stolen beers from Moscow's tax fridge <laughs> and hitting on Beardy's widow. All right. Right. Uh, ow. It's all right. She wants a kid, so be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Another Mike says, "Wow!" <laughs> uh, by complaining that the stream is down, that would happen, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. How come there aren't any shows? Who said that? Update uh, the Mike. calendar. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of people said that. Uh, Patrick said, "I would pour a hazy, juicy Nor- New you. England IPA over JP's dead body Ugh. and then brew one in his honor." <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> he loses no matter what. <laughs> Oh, no matter what happens. No matter what, he's yeah. the loser. Yes. Um, Eric, the last one says, "Hold the world's largest, hold the world's largest drunk of the week contest." Who said that? Eric. 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 That it? That's it. That's a well, lot. We got a lot. I think great we participation. Yeah, great yeah. participation, and there are some pretty good ones in there. Yeah. Oh, they, they all want us dead. <laughs> but at least they'll know what at to do. They they'll can, know what to do when we're dead. Yeah, mostly Bevo. Look at them thinking about it. You know. Yeah. See. Yeah. Well, I like I like the Sugar Valley because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard from him in a while, and it was appropriate. Yeah. It's true. It's appropriate for it to be about super appropriate. Beaver I mean. So okay, well, I'll, other, I'll go through them real fast. Yeah, what did you like? I'll go through them real fast. So okay, I, what, I wrote down Sugar Valley Brewer with the butt comment. Yeah. Uh, ben said. Um, uh, something about ashes and the fumes from the bunker, the eternal flame, or whatever the hell it was. Uh, Chris said a, a, a beer-soaked grieve job while listening to Journey. Uh, Larry said get, uh, get baked and go to Disneyland. Lloyd said something about burning. I don't know what he said. Well, burning a pyre of like uh, uh, growlers was, and shit. Yeah, growlers, uh, okay. nutters. All right. Uh, Paul said uh, uh, something about the. Oh, he's still in the archives. That's what it was. So he doesn't know where like Yeah, that. they died? Yeah, that was yeah. funny. That was That's good. Pretty pretty yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike said by complaining the stream was down, and Eric said by holding the world's largest drunk of the week contest. So what do you think? Are we still at uh, Sugar Valley? I like Archive too, but I... I uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the Grieve Job and Journey. I think those two <laughs> things would go well together. Yeah. Well, I think people are going to know the Journey reference? Yeah, I think so. Most people... Let's read the archive. Let's all look. I guess look well, towards the drum hand. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know we've we've contributed here. Well, let's yeah. take let's take Larry out because uh, no one really liked Larry except for Bev, and she doesn't count. Um, she just want Sugar Valley to win, right? Yeah. What about burning of the nutters? You want to take that one out? Oh uh, no, I, I like. Okay, I'm voting for that one. You're voting for that one because okay. really, Doc is okay. So Doc who, has a lot of nutters to contribute. Nutters, right? <laughs> yeah. Doc has, has a lot to feed Doc. that flame. Yeah. Nutters. That will be the eternal flame. Uh, what about complaining the stream is down? You want to take that one out? I like that one. 
Well, you can't know, like how, them all. Well, how many, how many are we at? We're going to get down to one. Four, oh, right. five, six, seven. We're at oh, seven. Oh, wow. Okay. We're talking about taking them out. We're talking um, about taking them out. Right. It's not going to yeah. win. Take it out. It's not. Okay. Yeah. Evo said. Stream down. Done. Stream down. Uh, good one, though. Very good. You guys are all great. That one was good out. Uh, let's see. Ashes in the bunker fumes or whatever. I like that one, too. That's fine. Uh, but Paul, I think the this, stream down was better than that one. I'm going to take out Paul in the archives. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take out Eric's Drunk of the Week thing. I like them. I think they're all good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're not going to win. So we have uh, Sugar Valley Brewer with the butt, uh, Ben <laughs> Ashes in the Bunker, Chris a grieve Job, and Lloyd Burning Things, which Doc has voted for already. Yep. <clears throat> fine. I vote for Trump. For what? Don't mind. <laughs> for Sugar Valley Brewer. Sugar Valley Brewer. That's yeah. tasty. Anybody else? What about you, uh, all going in. Sugar Valley Brewer? Who are you voting for? Okay, what's the next the, choice? The Journey one. Journey? One for Journey? Journey, that's Brief job and, a, and some listening to Journey. Bev? I'm going to vote for Sugar Valley Brewer. Ah! Whoa! Um, <laughs> well, it was a compliment in a lot of ways. It wasn't degrading at all. I did have a really nice butt. Well, now you know what you she did. Likes. She yeah. gone. What happened to it? You're, yeah. still, you're still alive. This place started serving cheese um, platters? No. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what <laughs> happened to that? God. The cheese well, platter? The same or? thing that happened to your marriage. It died. Oh. oh. Crash and burn. Too soon. Yeah. Ouchie, ouchie. Much like, uh, much oh, like, wait, much like your butt, that comment was too low. Too low. Oh, that was mean. <laughs> now we're letting her hang out here. Well, like, frankly, I, I... We're letting uh, it all hang out. Yeah. So it's uh, two votes for the same thing. Right. So Sugar Valley Brewer. Sugar Valley. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sugar Valley Brewer. Yeah. Good job, Sugar. Yeah. Give us some more songs, bro. Sugar, Sugar, Sugar. Yeah. Give us some more songs, man. How about that? Yeah, that title. <laughs> Give me them titles, baby. Uh, okay, we're going to get out of here, Doc. Evo's butt. Really? Yeah. Really. Oh, I really don't think so. I really do. We're going to leave. Uh, but first, listen to a bunch of shows, man. We're going to do not one set of recording dates, but two recording dates of uh, Dr. Homebrew. I almost said Sugar Valley Brewer. Yeah. Uh, of Dr. Homebrew on May 5th and May 19th. So uh, if you like listening to Dr. Homebrew live, and <laughs> who doesn't? We're there. Tune in, baby. All right, Warren, are you ready, my friend? No, but let's do it. All right, here we go. Thanks for uh-huh. tuning in, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Jim Matt from Rank Ice was here and shared some great stories, information, and flyover country beer. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcast by going to earsuppodcast.com. As JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDole at Tasty McDee. And Warren is adding, on, adding to the noise over at Another Beardy. Today's show was produced by Bevo and your host was JP. Be sure to follow the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's in my sky and winning the race. JP does great as his charity care.